Welcome back, everybody, to Phil's Recap and Review, Game of Thrones, Season 6, Episode 1, The Red Woman, and here we are tonight to talk about this episode. I'd like to welcome everyone in the live chat. This is your first time joining us. Welcome here tonight. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with the show. You can jump in the live chat room right now with everybody else, the motherfucking chat, share your thoughts. You can also email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com, and you can tweet me at igetissuesman, and we do have a call-in number as well. You can call in at 781-990-8509, ask your questions, push the discussion. Join the fun. I am not alone tonight. I have with me a very special guest. He, uh, you might know him from Red Team Review. Carmine, welcome to the show, Carmine. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah it's great to have you, buddy. Great to, great to hear you. This is, yeah, this is not pre-recorded. This is actually Carmine live and in person. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yep. And uh, Joe Dirty Locks and Katie Crow will be with us tonight hopefully but joe was having some major technical difficulties and he couldn't get his microphone to work so he'd pop in for a second he was just silently sitting here so that's what took us a little bit longer to get on here tonight but carmine and i are going to do it and if joe and katie can't get through uh, joe and katie will join me for the feedback show where we'll go over some of the questions that we don't get to tonight and you guys can uh send me your questions email or comment in this video and we'll do that in the feedback video but welcome to the show carmine carmine what do you think of the episode as a whole I thought it was good. It's just, I don't know. It's episodes one of Game of Thrones usually set up the entire season, but this one wasn't as eventful as the, the previous ones, but that's okay. They're just catching us up on a couple of things. Yeah. I feel like it did touch upon everything similar to what I've heard people talk about the first episode. I think Tony Teflon might have said that he doesn't like first episodes because it need, we need to get to every single location and touch upon where the season will go. I did like the feel of the episode as a whole. I feel like I agree with you. Maybe not any crazy, oh my God moment. I mean, the Melisandre thing was big, but we can talk about how that was kind of spoiled the day the day before for for uh, for some of us. Uh, but I feel like in general, it was a decent episode. I think the Dorn stuff, again, weighed it down. But if this is the last we see of Dorn for a while, it won't bother me as much. If we can just. It feels like we are going to not see Dorn as much anymore. Uh, maybe towards the end. I mean, it, it does feel like now that the, the crap snakes are going to be taking over Dorn and that the people do not like Duran. It feels like we might catch up with them maybe towards the end of the season and maybe an army will be marching towards King's Landing because they want that war so desperately. So, oh my God, but it still sucked cock. It really did. It did kind of suck cock. I, I mean, I feel like, again, the only thing I enjoyed about it was that brief moment we could get to hear Duran talk. Like in that brief second in that speech he gave about the differences between him and the Viper and how he shouldn't have been an adventurer. I enjoyed it. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. We're getting more into learning about Duran. Maybe he's going to be the central focus of this area. And then, no. No, no, they stab the big tough guy that we never actually get to see fight or kick any ass, even though he's supposed to be one of the best fighters in all of the Seven Kingdoms. We, he gets stabbed in the back. It just doesn't even see it. It isn't even aware of what's going on. Just gets a uh, gets a gets stabbed in the back, and Duran dies like a little bitch in the ground. I know you're not a Star Trek fan, Carmine, but but he's a good actor. He was in Star Trek, and I keep hearing that he's just a, a really good actor. I wanted to see him do some more, maybe you know, reveal some book plotline stuff. I mean, I, I said it before. I thought it would have been a great twist last season if Duran was the one who sent the threat to Cersei mm -hmm. instead of Alaria. But no, nah, he was just very complacent and you know he's just 
didn't really care about a lot of things, and he was just a pushover. I'm glad he's dead, but I kind of wish he had more to do so we could see what he was all about. Exactly. Just added a little bit more depth to that to that side story, and because I think he was the most interesting aspect of it, and I think a lot of people say that, but they just so wasted in that part. And I feel bad for, I don't want to get too far down this road because because I don't, oh, fuck, the, the book's this, the show shit. But ultimately, if you're a Dorne fan, if Dorne is your favorite house on Game of Thrones, especially from the book, you, you, this is a very sad night for you, specifically. Uh, no, as pre with Preston's thing, no Dornish master plan, nothing in the show, none, none of that. It's just, it's, it's just a sad day. Just sad sound. Wah, wah, wah to all people that were hoping for something deep in Dorne. No huge speech about I'm the grass, uh, the vi you know, he's the viper. None of that sort of shit. And it's it's just a shame. He was also in 24, someone said in the chat. Uh, I think uh, Viserys uh, recruits Dorne in the Sand Snakes to ally with Danny. Interesting. I think you're right, though, about something you said early, early Carmine. I feel like the Lannisters are going to go through everything that they go through at King's Landing and the Riverlands and everything's going to think, the Lannisters are going to think that they're all right with something. And then Dorne's just going to show up and they're going to pin this all on Jamie, be like, Jamie killed Tristane and Jamie killed Duran, because no one knows anything about Jamie being there other than the sand shits. Wait, 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 wait. I got, I got, this is, how do, wait, I'm confused about something. Okay, so, first off, let's let's talk about Tristane for a moment here. How much of an asshole, <laughs> dumb fuck do you have to be? These two people want to kill you, so your first instinct is to get between them? No, I'm sorry, but that was fucking garbage bullshit writing. Second, <laughs> How did how did Obara and Nymeria get on the ship? In the last season, we saw them waving the ship goodbye, right? That those three were there with dresses, um, waiting, you know, for the ship to go. How did they sneak on? They used a track. Uh, speaking of Star Trek, they had they borrowed Duran's beamer and they had oh, they beamed them from there. That's a good fucking question, and that was just one of the. Oh, God, I don't want to dwell on the stupid, but that was just one of the more stupid moments. It reminds me, and I don't know if you've seen this movie, it's an older movie called Ventures of Ford Failing with Andrew Dice Clay. And at the end of the movie, Freddy Krueger challenges him and he's got a gun on him and he's like, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you dead. Andrew Dice Clay goes, drop the gun. What do you want to fight? Let's not fight. Let's not, don't, not, don't shoot me. Let's fight man to man, mano y mano. And he gets Freddy Krueger to drop the gun and then he just shoots him in the face and kills him. And he goes, man to man, mano y mano. What kind of an idiot says that shit? And that's what Tr Tristane really thought he was going to get a fair fight there? They, they were, she wasn't just going to stab in the back? You turn your back on someone that wants to kill you? I don't want to go into Joe rant for Joe, but that was just fucking stupid. Predator locks Joe. He's yeah, Predator locks Joe. I don't, I don't want to fucking do that. And uh, let's jump in the chat for a second. Uh, Punk says, oh my god, that's right. They probably made it to 88 knots and used 1.21 gigawatts. Bionic says, Roseanne Barr got naked. Oh, later at the end. Don't do that. Oh, god. Oh, anyone, who's, anyone who was getting into Melisandre naked, they're like, yeah, look at how great she looks. Oh my god. Oh, no! Oh. She goes like all the end of Titanic at the end there. Oh my. Well, the whole Melisandre thing, I want to touch on this for a minute, can I? Yeah, of course. Um, in, in, I want to be a, such a nerd right now. In season four, episode seven, Stannis' wife comes in oh, I know while she was taking a bath, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. And um, I, w I was wondering, in my previous video, I was wondering, Melisandre did have her, her necklace, her choker, which we saw the little gem on it that glowed. Um, she didn't have that while she was taking the bath. You can clearly see. Some people will say, well, maybe she had it somewhere else. Well, let's let's all be honest for a minute here. She probably had it nowhere else. Um, one of my subscribers brought up a great point. The reason I think that Celise didn't see Melisandre as an old woman because Celise was such a strong believer 
in the Lord of Light religion that maybe she couldn't have seen past it. Maybe, you know, the Lord of Light clouds everybody who is not a believer, right. who is a believer. And, I mean, it's also worth examining whether – I don't want to – someone also, I think, said this in a comment to your video. If maybe the necklace doesn't work quite like Wonder Twin Powers activate and you take it off, it might have just been associated that she's taking it off and then somehow wearing the glamour spell off. It's not just immediate, oh, it comes off, I immediately turn into an old woman. It might be a little bit more complex than that. It's more about her kind of relaxing into her gelatinous form or something in that moment. Uh, let's take our first call of the night. Okay, here we go. Oh, Phone sure. lines are yeah. open. Here you go. Welcome to the show, caller. How's it going? Going on, Phil, man. It's Griffey. Um, don't have access to laptops. So thanks for taking my call, man. Um, so was Tristan just like stupid for choosing um the girl with the whip over a spear, or is like that just straight up bad writing again for the damn Dorn shit? Good, good question. I think I think in that situation, I think everything. One second, SM. We'll get to your call in a second. I think everything in Dorn can just be wrapped up to bad writing. What do you think, Carmine? I I don't know. It's like would you take a whip or a spear? I don't know. I mean, if you get your ass kicked by a whip, you're a pussy. But if you get taken down by a spear, I don't know. I, I would take the whip. I mean, I, I think I have a best chance against the whip. But that was fucking stupid. He got between those two. They wanted to kill him. I mean, are you fucking retarded. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what can you say? Holy shit. Let's take a call from our buddy SMB down. What's going on, SMB down? How's it going, buddy? Well, about the whip thing and about the whole sand snakes, the sand snakes, to my knowledge, are supposed to be, like, some of the best fighters in the whole, like, story or whatever, and they haven't proven that to me whatsoever. But what I was really calling about was, hey, that necklace, shouldn't someone just go put that on John and see if it magically can bring him back? It would. At least it would, uh, it might, it might heal all wounds. We just saw we had another call to 803 area code. Please definitely call back to keep the phone lines on and off all evening and be taking your calls. And yes, if people can see Joe in the background there, uh, Joe is trying to get through. He's having some audio problems. Hopefully Joe will be able to make it in at some point in the call. Uh, we have another caller. Welcome to the show caller. Hi. Hi. What's going on? Not much. Um, time i've ever watched the live stream so i'm a little new at this <laughs> <laughs> um i just wanted to discuss that whole sansa and brianne scene and how kind of awesome it was that they paid homage back to catwoman and when she took um, Brian took the oath for Catwoman. Great, great call and great, great point. I have to be honest. I have to be honest, Carmine. I can't lie. I got a little teary eyed during that part. When Dude, pussy. I did. I was totally a pussy at that part. I, I started to lose it right, right when Sansa started to give her the speech, and you could see that look on Brianne's face. Like, oh my god, I actually did something right. I just felt, I felt so good. It, it made up for all of Captain Phasma. It well, <laughs> Captain Fats. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Do you think that um, Sansa recreating that scene that her mother did a couple seasons back, do you think this means that Sansa will also take on the role of Lady Stoneheart? Because they're, it seems like they're mirroring Kathleen a little bit. I think that's more likely than us seeing Stoneheart, that she takes up a lot of that element of the storyline, at least, at least the feel of it. I think everything that we had hoped for God, maybe I'm just a maybe I'm just someone that's just going back for more uh, because every because I believed it last year too. Where I was like, oh, we're gonna get Darth Darth Sansa. It's gonna happen. Maybe this is the year where we'll see her kind of grow in leaps and bounds. And I'm I'm hoping for it. Welcome to the show, caller. What's going on? 
Uh, hey, uh, just big fan of Red Team Review. Just wanted to say, you know, you, you like what you do. Um, and that, like, uh, like the freaking Dorn plot line is so infuriating. <laughs> like, it's it's so beyond infuriating what they've done to Tanae Sand and Ilaria Sand and how they, like, they've completely changed every single thing about Dorn from the books and cut out, like, Quentin Martell, Ariane Martell. It's just, like, it's so crazy and stupid. Well, I mean, I would say if you're a hardcore feminist, then the Dorn plot was amazing for you the, this episode. But uh, to people that have common sense and aren't douchebags, it was it was it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> welcome absolutely. to the, welcome to the show, Steve. Huge, huge. Yeah, it was it, it was terrible, and especially simply because Duran is again the most to me the most interesting character in the Dorn storyline, whether it be in the books or hopefully, I guess not in the show. I guess if. Okay, here's an interesting question. If if anyone was people were completely unaware of anything to do with the books, would Dorn bother would what they did with Dorn right here bother you as much? It, can you say that? Do we is it horrible that they cuz in the show it almost makes sense that Alaria would do that because cuz once Duran found out about about Marcella, he she, he would kill her. So, I guess she had to do that. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of making excuses. Well, yeah, from that plot sense, yes. I mean, Duran's not stupid. As soon as he found out that Marcella did die, he would blame Alaria. So, she had no choice. But at the same time, I mean, They've could have, I mean, Ilaria could have intercepted that message and just done things uh, covertly. Yeah. She didn't have to kill Duran then and there. They could have, they could have spared this throughout the course of multiple episodes. Maybe had some things happening between the La Lannisters and the Martells that Duran was kind of confused about. Because you could tell that his guards really, you know, didn't like him that much. You could tell his people don't like him that much. So they could have stretched it out. I just see this as the showrunners trying to quickly mop up yeah. the big mistake they did last season. That was my favorite aspect of the Dorn thing tonight was when you got to see all of the Dorn soldiers all around looking at him as he was falling down and giving him the kind of evil eyes to back up the belief that none of your people believe in you. And I feel if that was probably the most development that they've done in all of Dorne through the entire series, just to show you what the people kind of thought without making it a, a comedic mm -hmm. or a, a kind of a side thing. I saw that Sam called a second ago. Uh, Sam, definitely give a call back. Everybody, sorry if the chat's going crazy. It's kind of hard to keep up with everything, but so, so excited to have all of you guys in the live chat. Timo says, agreed. Everyone got what they wanted. Dorn is gone. Uh, Brian is the icon for feminism, not the sand snakes. Uh, Brienne is Mel saw John in the flames. He's coming back. And if they don't answer, you can leave a voicemail like uh, Sam did. Oh, yes. Oh, here we go. Here's SM down again. What's going on, buddy? Welcome back to the show. I had a couple uh, things. One, I don't give Sansa enough credit to take over Lady Stoneheart role. <laughs> Two, don't actually want to see Lady Stoneheart at this point because all the stuff that I read about her in the, like, because I didn't read the books, but I read, like, the, uh, you know, like, basically the cliff notes, all the important stuff she has done, we're past that point already. So I don't need them to bring that around just to make a couple book readers happy to bring her back. And two and three, if anyone were going to take over that role, I'd give it to Arya at this point. She's more of a killer than her Sansa will ever be. Interesting. Good good call, my friend. What do you think of some of that, uh, Carmine? Well, um, in the books, Lady Stoneheart really doesn't kill anyone. She just leads the uh, Brotherhood Without Banners, and they do all the killing. So Arya may be a stone-cold killer, but Sansa, I think, is in more of a position to order people around to do the killing. So that's why I think uh, they would... Um, 
give her the Stoneheart thing. But at the same time, I think Sansa is the best suited to take it besides Arya. Because Sansa is just, from, from the beginning, she was just an innocent person. In a, in a way, she, she was up until season five. And it's just, she's been fucked over so many times with all these psychopaths. I think it would be, in my opinion... Um, satisfying to see her just go, you know what, fuck this, and just start stamp, uh, stomping over flowers and puppy dogs. Just give her the stone heart roll. Um, see what she can do with it. Interesting. And uh, welcome to the show, KLC. And everybody, if you're not getting in, please keep calling. I'll get your phone get your phone calls in as quickly as I can. It's uh, I try to, uh, if I cancel your call real quickly and pop you to voicemail, just because I don't want to hear that ding, 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 ding. <laughs> welcome, KLC. Uh- all right, man, this is crazy. This is my first time being in a, a Game of Thrones chat with you guys, so just hi to all you guys. But uh, a couple things. First, to build off what Carmine just said, if uh, we don't get some payoff for, like, Sansa just being abused so much, then I feel like everything she's gone through will kind of been a waste because, like, remember back uh, when uh, – oh, Jesus, what just happened? Uh, when uh, – the Boltons, the uh, Joffrey, when someone was fucking with her, when the uh, Reek let her go when she killed. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just throwing down a bunch of Sansa stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, she, it was at the end of one of the seasons, and she like put on the black dress, and yeah, everyone okay. thought that she was going to yep. do some cool stuff, and then we got no payoff of that. I feel like that's just going to, if we don't get any payoff of that, it's just going to be that again, and I feel like all of Sansa's stories will have been a waste. And um, am I the only one who's kind of really pissed off that all Danny's ships got burned? I mean, it sounds like we we only got, you know, a, what, 20-something episodes <laughs> left? And, I mean, how are they going to get her and her army to Westeros now with so with such limited time? Good good, good points. I'm just going to move over to the next call, but great, great stuff as always, KLC. I was kind of upset about that, too, in the sense of I – but she's getting back one way or another and maybe on the backs of dragons, but how is she getting an army is a good question, but maybe uh, some Greyjoy ships or something. I don't know. Maybe welcome to the show caller. What's going on? Yeah. I, I, I gotta say, honestly, they totally messed up the whole Dorn storyline. I mean, I was totally sold on the whole idea that there's going to be a, there's going to be a whole Dorn master plan. It's know. okay. You can say, you can say, I love how you pause. No, it's okay. You can say it. Yeah. I think I, I kind of did too. I, I, I listened to the, I listened, I fell into it too. He's, he's a convincing person. I believed it. I've actually never seen that Preston video. I've seen the other ones. I've just never seen that. One. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, but yes, I, I agree. They kind of, they kind of screwed the, screwed the pooch just in general on the whole Dorn story. And I feel bad for anyone that fell into that love Dorn, because I know a lot of people that everyone has their different favorite houses, and I feel bad for anyone that Dorn was their favorite house, and I feel bad for anyone that subscribed to that belief. Well, House Martell is, is actually a pretty uh, cool house. I mean, yeah. no, I agree. I, they have they don't have a lot of people. There there are. This is why I'm confused about what Alaria wants to do. The House Martell uh, army is just very small. I mean, that's what they they did like back when you know the targaryens conquered everything they were able to hold out because their army is just small everybody's scattered i have no idea how they're going to pull off a war against the lannisters who can bring in mercenaries to fight for them mm-hmm. it's it's just i don't know it's interesting but it, to anybody saying you know you're surprised dorn sucked as soon as you saw them in the fucking trailer as soon as you saw them you had to just go oh jesus christ because you knew you absolutely knew what was going to happen, and there you go. Welcome to the show, Heath Hinton. How's it going, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, Carmine? 
Anyway, I uh, just want to ask you a question. Seems like this uh, first episode was a little, I don't I don't want to say shallow, but I'm going to say shallow in some parts. Do you think not having the backing of the story art from uh, George R. R. Martin, do you think that is going to affect this series going forward? Because personally, I think this is the worst first episode of any season they've done. you see this being a problem going forward? And I'll get off. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank. What do you think about that, Carmen? Personally, I'm I'm excited just from a television standpoint to kind of see them push through. I don't mean to be to seem like I didn't like this episode. Uh, I think I enjoyed it. Everything but the Dorn episode, I really loved. I really loved the Castle Black stuff. We've gone this far and kind of not talked about the other stuff. I like Davos in that position. I thought that was really cool. I love Davos in this episode, and I actually like the Danny and the Dothraki stuff too. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like. I feel like they've done everything on this show relatively awesome except for Dorne. And I f- and if they can... And the Greyjoys. They barely gave them any Yeah, they, ba- they gave the Greyjoys shit. Sam, please call in. I will take... Yeah, Sam's the next caller I'm taking. I just took Sam's call. Uh, she, she's tried to call in a bunch of times. I want to make sure I get her through. Uh, so, yeah, the Greyjoys, I also feel like they've messed well, up. Well, the whole... But what, are he, what he said, um, whenever... I know a lot of the show watchers who've never read the books, you guys give the book readers a bunch of shit because, you know, they knew everything. But they, we know something. We know good storytelling, and, and Martin knows how to deliver on that. A lot of the times, though, when the show tries to do their own thing, it's just it, – it does not work out well. Dorn is proof of that. But there is one thing the show has done that has outclassed the book, and I'm sure everybody will agree um, – Hard home. In the books, John never yeah. goes to hard home. In the show, he did, and that was fucking epic. Hard home. Another example. Uh, Arya and Tywin being put together, I think, was an improvement. Oh, that was also fucking great. That was awesome. There's this, a couple of other examples that where they streamlined stuff. Uh, as much as I do do love the love the love the books, there's obviously we don't go on for hours and hours about food on the show. There, I mean, there's certain things that the that the medium of television works with on this show, and that I really enjoy that they do, and some of the decisions that they've made along the way. Welcome, Sam. Hi you guys, how are you? <laughs> uh, doing good. It's nice to hear you. How you how you doing tonight? How'd you, what'd you think of the episode? I honestly enjoyed it, and while I enjoyed talking about Thorne to Gazan, and I want to move on to a different scene that actually made me cry along with Brienne and Sons a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Ramsey when he was mourning over Miranda. Oh yeah. And the fact that he has actual human emotions at first, I was taken back a little bit. But oh yeah. Like... Actual human emotions. Let's let's uh, let's let's feed her to the dogs. Yeah, those kind of emotions. Hey, hey, in his oh, defense, it's, it's good meat. You can't waste that shit, especially when winter's yeah, coming. Just, I, I got a friend of mine. I wanted to say hi to you guys and talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you, Sam, for calling in. Yeah, I know. That was Ramsey at his best right there. I loved seeing – that. that's what the actor brings to this role. He has an ability to kind of – in other things he's done, he's always played such a slimy, nice guy. Or, or I've seen him in other things, whether it's Vicious is the show I've most seen him in where he plays a very uh, very kind of charismatic kind of guy. So it's interesting to see the Ramsey shift when he turns the hat around and becomes evil Ramsey there. And uh, great episode. And I also love seeing him get – emasculated by Roos. I think him and Roos have an interesting balance, and I liked Roos in this episode. He created more of menace to me than he has in past episodes. He created more of an issue for Ramsey. Yeah. And it was interesting that the show put you, or at least for me, in that scene, I felt like I was put in Ramsey's Ramsey's shoes and felt on the attack by Roos like that and felt exactly I feel like the show did an excellent job of making me feel like Ramsey in that <laughs> making me feel like Ramsey uh, making me feel weird in that moment mm-hmm. and did you see his face 
when yeah. uh, Roos is like, well, we, we have to hope uh, my wife produces a, a male heir. And his fucking face is like, oh, stabby. Yes. I need the stabby, stabby, stabby. Welcome to the show, caller. What's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, so what kind of concerns me the most about this is that they're talking about having only like, you know, 13 or so episodes left, but they're wasting like five minutes <laughs> on showing Melisandre take off the collar get naked, oh stare God. at the mirror, then you see a shot of her in the mirror, then you see her looking at the mirror. It's like if you don't have much time to set up the rest of the story well, then why are you wasting all of this time on these scenes that could only be cut down in like 30 seconds? Oh, caller, you're you're naive. Wait, wait, wait till we get to Sam and Gilly. Jesus oh, fucking dude, Christ. Dude, wait till dude, we get to that. Don't say that. Your head's going to explode, Carmine. Oh, my God. Carmine. Wait till we get to Sam and Gilly Ka where Carmine they wander into a dark alley and then <laughs> Sam gets his ass kicked and Ghost comes out of nowhere and saves him. And Gilly has to pity fuck him again. Wait till we get to that shit. Wait till we get to that shit. It's going to be okay, Carmine. We're not going to get too much Sam and Gilly this year. It's not going to happen. Welcome to, the oh, you'll see. <laughs> Welcome to the show, caller. How's it going? I just wanted to ask one more, uh, a couple more questions before I uh, call the good for the evening. Uh, I just wanted to ask you guys how you feel the, uh, the plot in terms of landing in the north will continue since we know, like, I don't know if you guys felt it, but I kind of felt like Jamie might be uh, not so much sense in the Riverlands as he would to be to the north. I unfortunately call your phone was kind of breaking up a little bit. I only got part of what you said. I, I heard, did you, did you get what he was saying, Carmine? No. Okay, I heard something Jamie Riverlands. Uh, I'll I'll jump on this point. I also, even though I kind of seen half of the scene, I like the Jamie and Cersei scene. I like how Jamie was being very naive in that scene, and Cersei go. Cersei's just kind of nope. We're all fucked. We're all fucked. Nothing he would say kind of made him feel made him feel any better. I'm surprised she mentioned the witch's prophecy. I don't. I'm I'm really surprised she mentioned that. I I honestly thought that they were gonna keep that under wraps, but. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad they did, though. Yeah, I, I I very much enjoyed that scene between the two of them. And the Lannister stuff is is some of the things I'm most looking forward to seeing seeing played out this season. Everything with Cersei and Jamie in the Riverlands and Cersei uh, and the Franken Mountain stuff. What's going on, caller? Welcome. Hey, this is Corey. I'm back. What was that? This is Corey. Oh, hey, What's Corey. Going on? Welcome back, buddy. Hey, you know what? I'm going to miss out with Tristan being killed. What's that? All those great small council meetings with him, Kevin Lannister, Pizel, and I, I guess the Zombie Mountain, maybe. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. Right just, he's sitting well, there. Back. He's sitting there painting, uh, painting the eggs and stuff while while Kevin Kevin Lannister is like, "What the fuck are you doing over there? I'm making the world prettier one day at a time." Oh my goodness. So so yeah. So that's that is basically our our initial thoughts of the episode. Here we go. Let's take one more call before we get into a recap here. What's up, SM? I'm surprised that Thirsty wasn't like, oh, you let my daughter die. This is all your fault and just blaming Jamie for everything. Because mm. that's exactly what I expected to happen if Jamie came back with her, like, dead body or whatever. I'm, I was surprised she was like, oh, this is on me. I was just cursed or whatever. I'm surprised she wasn't like, this is on you. I blame you for everything or something like that. So I was surprised about that. Yeah, I, I was I was too. And I think if you turn back to last year, once he died in the finale, I said, oh, Cersei's going to be pissed at Jamie when she hears. But she's numb to the pain that she's felt. Mm -hmm. she, she, she can't take anymore. And she knows it's not Jamie's fault. It's her fault. <laughs> Well, the one thing about uh, Cersei that I, I was a little confused about this time around is that um, she didn't she didn't go into the prophecy a bit more because she was talking to him about, you know, the whole the shrouds and the three kids dying. But she didn't say the last part of the prophecy, which is the Valonqar, which is High Valyrian for little brother or brother 
will choke the life out of her. Cersei and Jamie are twins, but she was born first, technically making Jamie her little brother. However, she she in her mind thinks Tyrion will kill her. I don't know. I, I kind of wish they would that, that they would include that in there. Do you do you subscribe to some of the beliefs that it could be any little brother, or do you think it's going to be either Jamie or Tyrion that chokes her out? I think it's more Shakespearean than for it to be Jamie or Tyrion. I, Jamie mostly. I mean, I, I think it's more to me more like tragic for it to be Jamie. Some people think it's gonna be the hound. Some people think Arya is going to kill Tommen and yep. wear his face and, and do it. Yeah. Um I think I want it to be Jamie. It's more tragic. It's more uh, Romeo and Juliet-ish kind of plus, for it to be Jamie. Plus being a Jamie myself, and I think you are as well, being a Jamie fan, he, he deserves it. He, mm -hmm. he deserves to choke her out because she really did in a lot of ways from from forcing him to go into Kingsguard, something he might not have done initially at making him the king. It's all her fault. It's all her, her, her vagina did this all to him. <laughs> so we got we to gotta call her. Welcome to the show, caller. How's it going? Hey, Phil. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, so I just wanted to touch on something about Dorne. It makes no sense that Hoda got stabbed in the back once, and he just fell. Uh, just... He's supposed to be one of the greatest fighters, and he just fell with one step to the back. One little poke, yeah. It, he, it was really fast-acting poison. That's what it was, really fast. Well, if she stabbed him in the neck, Okay, you got something there, but he's a big, muscly dude. Like, and, and plus, I think he has like some type of armor with him. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. What the fuck? I agree with that caller. But it's Dorn. You expect nothing but garbage and bullshit from that. So, yeah, good, good, very good point, caller. Thank you so much. All right, have a good night, guys. You too. You, uh, great, great call right there. Uh, we got a couple of voicemails that we'll get to at some point in the evening. Really great night. Huge thanks to everyone that's joining us. We got uh board. 485 or 80 or so people joining us for we started off around 200 so huge thanks to everyone that's joined us tonight for this uh game of thrones recap i can jump in the chat but the chat is going insane mark price grabbed my strong and he flopped like he played for the lakers or something holy shit uh 491 let's move past door and please it's tough it's tough because i think i think that was what this episode was about and we will move past it uh and and but ultimately, I think this episode needed to happen and what we needed to clear the decks. I would rather this have happened than dwell in there for the whole season again. If they're going to skip ahead and now we're going to get to other stuff, just make way for Bran, make way for Greyjoy stuff, then I'm fine with it. Let it happen. It was a big shit show anyway. Don't try to get all complex with a master plan with these dimwits going down there. Just move, move on. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. So let's get into our episode recap, and we will still be taking calls peri periodically through the night. Carmine will be joining us for a while here until he goes, I'm done listening to this shit. But uh, <laughs> huge thanks to Carmine for joining us today. He may join us a few other times throughout the season as well. If he if he had a if this wasn't too horrible of a time for him, but he is he's joining us right now. And uh, let's get into this recap. So the episode opens up. We hear the wind blowing, and we get to the dark night. We hear the wolf howling. Really emotional hearing that wolf howl the whole time. Uh, the castle black with more howls. I wish we heard a howl at the end of last season. But anyways, we see Jon Snow dead on the ground as the how as the wolf's in the back. More howls, awful sounds. We see Jon like bleeding out. Joe, I can hear you. I can hear you tapping on your mic stop tapping uh but awesome joe is in joe is in the live chat live discussion right now perfect timing we see john bleed out he's uh heading up bang 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 ghost is trying to break out and davos comes out and spots jo dead john snow in the snow <laughs> and she runs to him and he goes coming over and we get a bunch of the night's watch guys all the guys that weren't traitors including ed someone that 
was a, often a big speculation in the offseason of where was Ed in We actually had more non-traders. If you if you saw the, the scene with Alistair Thorne, in the, in the, we had more people who, who didn't like that he stabbed them, but Thorne was able to convert them a little. Yep, yeah, and I, I really like that Ed was, Ed was there, and Ed was a big part of this episode. This was probably one of the best Ed things, and I like that he's the one to go off to get if anyone doesn't know where he went, he, he went off to go get the Wildlings. He, they're going to come back right as every as shit goes down in episode two or three, whenever it is. It looks like it's probably going to be two. When or at the end of episode two, Do, uh, Thorne's probably going to break through the door. And right when they're fighting and everything, the Wildling army is going to show up. And one one's going to be pounding some fuckers and killing Thorne and maybe eating Ollie. At least we can hope. So they look at John, they get John into his body, they examine him, and uh, Melisandre shows up in the room, and she says she saw John fighting in the flames in Winterfell. Davos says, I don't know what the fuck you saw in your in your flames. I'm no big city flame watcher, but I know one thing's for sure, that that man's dead. And all the men are sad, and then we cut over, as as Carmine was saying, to a to a scene with the Night's Watch guys all bitching and moaning, and Thorne's in the, running the meeting saying, Jon Snow's dead, and you have to deal with it he names all the people that killed him all the other names they yell uh all of them gave your life last night Jon Snow was my lord commander I had no love for him that was no secret but I never disobeyed an order loyalty is the foundation of which the Night's Watch was built so Thorin starts trying to convince everyone that he's doing the right thing that he did the right thing and it seems like you think he converted yeah. these people some 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 people, Joe says, and some people. So do you think some of these people are going to turn on him when the fight goes? Is are they? Some of these people already I, hate his guts. Some of these I people feel, want him dead already. And there's kind of an implied order not to kill your Lord Commander. No, no you kill a member of the, you as, as a Night's Watch, you kill a Night's Watch, you get killed, don't you? You should. You, well, I, think that's, um, that's I guess the exception here could be that. <laughs> If your Lord Commander basically uh, goes back on his vows that he took along with everybody else, I guess you can kill him. Uh, oh, does the, I, I guess that's it. Do the vows say no wildlings al allowed beyond the wall? Well, they've been fighting him for a thousand years, so it's kind of like implied. Say, no, it's it's not implied. I have the vows right there. There's, <laughs> there's nothing there about no Lawyer. wildlings beyond the wall. I They're guess that's just a loophole. Holy shit. In fact, uh, it says that guards the realm of men. So ultimately, no, Joe. No, so, <laughs> everybody really hates the waddling, so I assume it's implied. But I you got me there with the tablet. No, no, right I mean, I. and ultimately, I, th I mean, ultimately, I think both you guys are right. It's, it's, it's not in the paper document or the the plaque document that Joe has there. It's lawyered right there, plaqued. But ultimately, it is it is understood though that historically that they've been fighting these things. Q-tips aren't called Q-tips. They're called cotton swabs. But they've been called Q-tips so long that everyone calls those things Q-tips no matter yeah, what. It's a brand, not a It's not a, a brand, product. not a thing. People have been fighting the wildlings. The wildlings have been the enemy so much, and the White Walkers have been disappeared for so long. They don't know who the real enemy is. This generation yeah, nobody's after... blown that horn three times for how many thousands of years? Yep. So, so ultimately, Thorne is doing the wrong thing here, but... He's making a good case to the rest of the rest of them that Jon Snow did fuck up. So a lot of enough of them know, enough of them are kind of piling on in this situation. Whether whether agree or not, it uh, Thorne's a dickhead. So we cut off to Ghost snuggling up to Jon Snow, and he goes and lays down. Oh. 
It was so cute seeing. Yes, it was so cute. And then Dolores Ed comes there, and uh, Thorne would have made it official by now. Castle Black is his. I don't care who's sitting at the high table. John was my friend, and those fuckers butchered him. Now we got to return the favors. Favor. We don't have the numbers. Yeah. We do have a direwolf. It's not enough. I didn't, I didn't know the Lord Commander for long, but I wouldn't believe he would want his friends to die for nothing. If you were planning to see tomorrow, you picked the wrong room, Ed says. I will take our best. Uh, we'll at least take Thorn down. We need to fight. Fight, 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 fight. So that, that's enough of that scene right there. It was, it was pumped up. I like seeing the interaction between Davos and Ed. I think that's one of those yes. inter- interesting interactions you wouldn't normally see. I think both of their wits go well with each other so i'm curious to see uh more of the interaction between those two characters maybe going around gathering northern northern armies together possibly after the fact how long and i was uh here's an, a general question how long do you think they're going to put off put this john snow thing off for how what episode does he come back and this is a question for i'll go to joe and katie first and then over to carmine when do you think this First is actually episode. Gonna it didn't happen. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> second or third. Second or third, Katie. I, I'm gonna I go. I'm gonna go second episode. So you think next episode, Jon Snow walks? He's alive, standing around. I don't yes. know. Did Mel just kill herself? No. Or, no. No. She, I, I think she, she just went just, to bed. Uh, she sleeps as an old woman. She takes her shit off. It was uh, her glamour magic, or her glamour spell. Carmine, when do you think they're gonna finally? Do the Jon Snow thing. How long do you think we're gonna have to wait for this shit? Judging by the past previous throne seasons, uh, mo- most likely four oh five, he'll come back, and then uh, six or seven is when Davos starts to try to rally men. And the dreaded episode nine will probably be the war. Um, we, however, next episode, I do think next episode will end with the Wildlings coming through because in the trailer we did see one one breaking through the doors at Castle Black. So that's we know they bring him in. That's an interesting point that you brought on a kind of a secondary question I wanted to ask, and I'll, and I'll go to you first, Carmine, on this. Is that going to be the big White Walker thing that we get this season? Will be the White Walkers showing up at the Wall? Is there any other place for the White Walkers to attack but the Wall? The next time we see them, they're attacking the Wall. Um, the next time we see them will probably be in Bran's vision because uh, remember, remember in the trailer we saw yeah. them grabbing Bran's yeah. arm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Very good mm-hmm. point. So, and then by the end of the season, the next attack in the real in the real world in the real in the real world. Well, We've been seeing interviews with the cast members saying that everything is leading up towards the end. And even the, the douchebag showrunners have said that this they only have like 13 episodes of material. Yeah. So I, I assume by the this this season finale, we'll probably have the White Walkers doing something with the wall because we know there's going to be a lot of CGI involved this mm-hmm. season. So they might be either scaling the wall, probably not, or taking it down. My, my bet's on taking it down. Stu Chronic also adds, White Walkers go after the tree. Uh, uh Hope says, I wish, I wish Phil Carmine, etc. noticed the blood or the shape. Uh, Mark says, she's as old as fuck. Chad and NC says, Joe, see what happens when you ask for titties? You see what happens, Joe, when you ask for hey. Mel titties? In the preview show, hey. Joe is begging hey, listen, for Mel listen. titties. Big titties, small titties, round titties, square titties, saggy titties, so- uh, tennis balls and a sock titties, uh, <laughs> flapjack titties, scrambled egg titties. It doesn't matter. The only bad titty is the one that's not right here. <laughs> You understand? I, I can't argue with him. Joe, yeah, 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 yeah. As usual, Joe, your logic is flawless, which makes it impossible to argue. Let's take our first call with Joe here. What's going on, caller? How's it going? <laughs> You're on the show, caller. What's going on? Okay, so basically, um, with the first episode, I was fairly impressed with it. 
One thing that I was really disappointed about was the Jon Snow thing. I honestly was really expecting them to bring him back, like, either, like, towards the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they could bring him back at the beginning of the second, but I just really wanted them to get that, like, out of the way. Yeah. Do you guys think they're going to drag that out, the whole thing with John being dead? And... Ugh, I really hope not. I really, really I do too. Hope I was not. joking about this earlier on somewhere, but uh, but talking Dude, about how thing. they're going to do the weekend at Bernie's thing where they just like we already had we already had a year we had a year right we had a year of them glenning this shit out right hey so, come on <laughs> don't you Joe you're not allowed to talk about that show here right now fuck fuck Joe, what's the matter show. with you don't you realize Jon Snow's not dead he's just hiding under the dumpster oh my God. <laughs> I, I know nothing <laughs> you know nothing welcome back to the welcome back to the show caller how's it going. Hey, how's it going, guys? How's it going, buddy? What's up? Hey, I was just wondering if you guys, like, uh, you guys also got boners from Melisandre's sweet bod there at the end. I don't know about you guys. Totally. I came about six times um, <laughs> mm-hmm. all over my popcorn, and my mom got really <laughs> pissed at me. Did your mom got pissed at me? What are you doing? Your mom's right there. Oh, great call, caller. I want to know if, she, if you can have a threesome with both the young and the old Mel. Oh, very interesting. That's what I'm talking about. I think we have an. I, I think I bet we. She could do that. I think we have an international call going here. So let's make sure we take this call right away. Welcome to the show, caller. How's it going? Hello. Hey, what's going on, caller? Hello, I'm uh, James from uh, uh, well, the UK. Oh, welcome, buddy. Wow, nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, so this is one thing I don't think you guys have touched upon yet. Is uh, what do you guys think about Theon finally like becoming a man again? Love it. Yeah, let's go. I'm, lo- I'm loving that. Let's go over to Carmine. What do you What do you think of the Theon stuff this episode? I'm glad he's finally uh, going to be doing something uh, this season because uh, I will admit Theon has gotten a little boring just being tortured and being a little douche and yes. being a little bitch. Yes. I, I'm glad he got to finally kill someone. I think is this one of the first few times? No, no. I think this is the first time since season two that he's actually killed someone. It reminded no, me. No, he threw the girl over the. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. It reminded me a lot of the scene when he saves uh, Rob when Rob's saving Bran from the wildlings in uh, season mm-hmm. one, and it's similar. Uh, Theon shoots him with an arrow, but from behind. And I was just thinking how non-smug. How I remember. I'm like, remember how smug Theon was in season one when he said, "I saved your ass, Rob." In this situation, he was just ran up to Sansa, was so happy, or actually, Pod, he saved in that moment. But- Theon's not out of the woods yet, though, because the North knows what Theon did. The North thinks that oh, yeah. he killed Bran and Rickon. So he's so if Sansa does find refuge with one of the other Northern houses, they probably won't be kind to him. Yeah, I hope. Uh, no, I think Sansa well, can protect him. Yeah, she'll take up for him. Yeah. Queen and how and how quickly do, do you think do you think Theon ends up back with Greyjoy by the end of the season, or he has his own arc individually of the Greyjoys? I, I think he is now Sansa's. Constant companion. Sansa's dog. Sansa's mm-hmm. li- or Sansa. Uh, yep. Do you think we're gonna get a uh, y- Yara? Oh, do you think we're gonna a Yara Theon reunion this season, uh, Carmine? Probably not. We in the trailer we saw Yara with one of those uh, prostitutes that has the tear on her thing. So I assume Euron's gonna come in, take Yara and the Iron Fleet, and head over to uh, Volantis and mm-hmm. then to Marine. Yes. I don't think we'll probably see Yara and Theon again for a while. Good, good point, and uh, I, I tend to agree with you, Carmine, as well. Uh, Brooks Bradshaw, welcome to the show. Hey guys, uh, uh, love you guys, love love your content. Um, I don't think we mentioned it yet. Maybe I'll mention it while I was trying to call. But how badass was Podrick in this episode? Yeah, it was good. Oh, I mean, come oh, on, so yeah. badass. It was good to see. It was good to see Pod doing some shit. And yes, I'm sorry for calling it Yara. I mean, actually, I, I mean actually Asha. Got, I did, did that 
Yes. Yeah. And welcome to the show, caller. What's going on? Welcome to. Oh wait, they're listening. They listen. I, I like. To, I have to do that radio show thing. Turn off your radio. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna disconnect with you, caller. We'll take your call again if you call back. Okay, so our next scene that we get into is the Ramsey sitting over Miranda's dead body, and uh, I just I want to read through this Miranda touching scene. Really, so touching. She was 11 the first time I saw her, Katie. The kennel master's daughter, she smelled of a dog, like a dog was riding her. I wasn't much older, but everyone was already afraid of me. Uh, Miranda wasn't, though. What could I have done that those hounds couldn't have done to her? She was fearless. There was nothing she wouldn't do. Uh, your pain will be paid over a thousand times. I wish you could be here to watch. And then the guy says to him, uh, should I dig a grave for her, my lord? Or would you rather me uh, burn her or fire to burn her in? Burn? Keep us to the dogs. Who gives a shit? Yeah, she's she's fucking good meat. She's wow. good. And... This Carmine was saying this I earlier. Obviously, yeah, it could be played off of as oh, there's there's Theon being sick ass Theon, but Theon's just being a pragmatist there. As Carmine mentioned earlier, winter's coming, meets at a at a at a tough supply. He's just caring about the dogs. I th well, uh, also uh, Miranda was uh, Ramsey's Harley Quinn to his Joker. Mm -hmm. So uh, I mean, if Harley Quinn died in front of the Joker, that's pretty much the reaction I would expect from the Joker. So yeah, that's that's pretty Ramsey. I kind of expected this. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I, a, a sociopath never actually loves anyone in the traditional sense. He's crying for what he lost. She to was himself. his favorite toy. Yeah. We. <laughs> she's gone okay. now. Bye bye. Right, right. That's that's what he's crying about. He's not crying that she's actually missing out or anything. He's feeling the loss because he's sad that he's he doesn't have his toy anymore, his girl anymore. It's not about her not being around, even and, though he said it. And Katie, to do the parallel there, to go from what you could say Ramsey's favorite toy to go to Roos's favorite toy, which is Ramsey in this situation. Mm -hmm. And and we get to this Roos and Ramsey scene. But let's take a quick call before we get into that scene. Yeah. Welcome to the show, caller. What's going on? Um, hey, guys. Welcome. Hi, there. I had a question about, could I become a fan of the popular theory about uh Ramsey killing Roos this season. And I think uh his kind of look at Roos when Roos starts talking about Fat Walda having a new kid kinda of, it's gonna push him over the edge with his constant failures. I mean obviously his men failed to kill or capture Sansa and Reek. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like some Roos is gonna start saying stuff that's gonna push him over the edge because we see Ramsey leading the battle. Uh, what, or at least what appears to be the battle between the Northern Rebels and the Boltons. Someone says, uh, yeah. someone says, Bolton Bowl, get hyped. Uh, let's go to Joe and Katie on that one. What do you guys think about that, Joe and Katie? I, I do think that one of them is going to kill the other. I tend more towards the yes, Ramsey's going to kill daddy. Yeah. And daddy's wife. And if she's pregnant, he will cut the child out of her belly and, and feed it to the dogs. With it. Yeah. And that's just it. He's, he's, wasn't he made not, he's no longer a snow because he had to like legitimize him so he could marry the star. Yeah. He's girl. officially a Bolton. He's, he's been right. recognized. As so he kills both daddy and Walda before that baby's born and the keys to the castle and the kingdom are his. Yep. As long as he can get Sansa back. Yeah. Do Do you agree with that, Carmine? Do you think that Do you think Ramsey will try to kill Roose by the end of the season? I don't know. It's just uh, Roose just seems like a very serious guy who has a lot of things locked down. In the books, uh, his men are even Ramsey's men are loyal to Roose yeah. first. Um, and mm -hmm. as we've seen, 
his his men are also fiercely loyal to Roost as well. And I, I don't know if Ramsey can pull it off, but if he does, I'd be fucking shocked. That, that would really surprise me if Ramsey does kill. That would be a, that would be a big that would be a big moment. I mm -hmm. I tend to think that Ram. I guess if I'm really coming from my point of view, I think that Roos outlives Ramsey just because I think Ramsey dies in a big battle this year. And I think Roos will continue to live on a little bit longer than that. I, I feel like Roos is more menacing and more evil than Ramsey when it really comes down to it. We just haven't got into it. So I think, I think the eviler person will survive and, and Roos will survive, but I wouldn't be surprised. It would be very interesting to see it, to see the show go there. Welcome caller. Sorry to keep you on hold. What's going on? Hello. Hey, what's up? You're on the you're on the air. Welcome. Hey, hey guys. I'm so happy Game of Thrones is back on. Um, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Thorn and and Ollie. Like, I, when they were having that, I know I don't think you guys talked about it. When they were having that meeting, um, I, that so Ollie's face is like, oh God, you want to like tear that kid <laughs> apart? Like he. Yep. Like he is, it's like ridiculous. Oh, it's awful. Like He's got a tasty looking it, face. And it, it's like, and it's like uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what you guys think. Like what will happen? Like how they'll they'll get it in? Like, but those two have to die like immediately. Like they were, mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it just painfully. Yep. Uh, okay, let, let's yep. get let's get into this. Uh, what would be, and we'll go around in a circle here. It, I think. I think we can all agree. If there's one thing all Game of Thrones fans are generally, I think all Game of Thrones fans can agree on, is we all want to see Ollie die a horrible, miserable death. Now, uh, we'll start with Carmine. Uh, Carmine, what would be your ideal way? I'll say mine. I want him to get eaten by ghost. That would be my ideal way of 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 Ollie passing away. How about, how about you, Carmine? Do you have a preferred way of Ollie dying? I feel so bad for this kid. There's an entire subreddit. Yeah, fuck all of you. Yeah. Fucking hate it. Yeah. Oh my god. I think someone has a website too. Please link me that website. Um, I think the best way for Ollie to go is um, last season we saw him have a conversation with Sam about the White Walkers and the dead coming. I think mm. the best way for Ollie to go would be if to be killed by a White Walker Ooh, in the very, season finale. Very interesting. I think they might spare him when the Wildlings come. Mm -hmm. And I really want to see Alistair get killed by uh, Tormund. Ooh, I would like to. I would definitely like to see Alex Alistair get killed by Torrent. Ka Katie, and then we'll go over to Joe. Katie, do you have a preferred way? Uh what well, I like either the wolf munching or Jon Snow comes back to life and strangles him. And strangles him. I like. I like where your mind's at, Katie. Joe. Uh, both very personal ways to kill someone. I'm sure. That's how um, it should be done. Yeah, I actually. Intimately. I think it would be best if, uh, in the heat of battle and all this shit. Uh, one one goes running through and just like pancake. Joe, before the live chat, <laughs> before the live chat goes wide, Mark Price says one one rapes Ollie, like Phil said, dead. Yo, okay. oh, I, I just oh. want to like step on him, like no, just no just step. Like, I think that would be hilarious if like one one just stepped. On I was him, reading the, through the Katie. I was just reading the comment. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was. I was just. I was just expressing what the caller said. Uh, Assassin says his stupid face needs to be eaten. Craft mom, I think Joe. Uh, Joe will kill him. I'm sorry. The chat's moving by quick. Roost did not invite <laughs> that motherfucker to dinner. Ollie sees a wildling about to kill Joe. He shoots her as he's supposed to. Oh, talking about that. LaDonna, welcome. Ren, I think Mel is burning low. It becomes the blue uh, Melisandre that George R. R. Martin uh, commissioned. If so, uh, who does Davos kill? I, I think Davos just kills a lot of random Night's Watch. I agree that I think it would be most satisfying to see Tormund kill, kill Alistair, Alistair Thorne. I think that would be a really... To, to continue well, on they had a rivalry that, that that was one of the scenes cut from season five they yep. do have a rivalry going on so 
Will Sansa meet the Hound this season? Someone asks in the chat. I think we will see the Hound this season. I'm not sure if Sansa will meet him. I definitely think I I think we'll see. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sandor Clegane. Sorry, Katie. I think we're gonna see the Sandor Clegane. And everybody, I just want to say a huge thank you again. We're at we have like 582 people watching live right now. Huge thanks. If you're enjoying what you're watching, please hit that like button. Please subscribe to the channel. Huge thanks to everyone that's joining us live. I think there's a lot of excitement in the beginning of Game of Thrones season, so we're really excited to have all of you with us tonight. Really appreciate all of you guys jumping in the live chat a couple people say i do miss i do miss joffrey uh torment will definitely kill thorn uh says lazy uh bazooka great name the daily walker damn sam he does uh he's a twat so fucking twat let's go right back into the recap and we'll get back to the calls in a little bit so uh, then we get into this whole Ramsey and Roos scene, which is very interesting. Uh, at first, R Roos does the whole, uh, you know, your work's really good. You did a really good job, but you fucked up here. And then like, he does like the compliment sandwich with him. And he basically- you play with your toys too much. Oh, the yeah. heartbreak game. Yep. And, and as a couple people have mentioned, Ramsey just looks dumbfounded. And I think uh, someone, I think one of the callers said this, I think- he gives a look on his face that leads me to think he's at least going to try to either he's going to try to Ramsey just, just told yeah. him to kill my wife. Please kill my yeah. wife and unborn Roos son. Did. But that yeah, Roos oh. told Randy Joe, to that's that's two different things. I think you're absolutely right that. And I think Carmine said this, too. I think there is no question that R Ramsey is going to. And uh, you, you guys can correct me if anyone thinks that. Doesn't think this. I think it's obvious that Ramsey's going to kill, try to kill Fat Walder. Well, I, I think Roos is trying to goad him into doing it, or maybe trying. Yes, that's to, a good uh, point. That's a good point. Carmen. Trying to uh, see if he will, because in the books, Roos had a, a a son before Ramsey, Domeric. Mm -hmm. Then Ramsey found out about Domeric and killed him, and that kind of forced Roos to adopt Ramsey as his heir. Ah. Very, yeah. very good information. Very good information. Uh, so we go off to the shot of one of the leaked scenes of Reek and Sansa running along the snow. Great scope. I love this is one of my favorite single shots Game of Thrones ever done with them. I liked it when they showed me the preview of it. I like the great mountain landscape, seeing all the snow coming down. It was just re just really cool. I, I really enjoyed that particular scene. And uh, we got a quick let's take a quick call quickly from our buddy SM down so everyone can take a drink. What's going on, buddy? I got the perfect way for all of to die. You guys are too nice about this. <laughs> Let's I want the Red Christ. Witch to glamour him so that he has to relive his like parents and all his family dying, like you know. <laughs> so you want to go all and, and and then I want someone to like like stab him with like a thousand stabs <laughs> so that he slowly bleeds out to death while seeing all his horrifying image of his family dying. That's the way he should go out because he's a little bitch. Wow. Excuse, I, me, excuse me, sir. I think you should write for the show because that <laughs> yeah, was fucking great. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Dan, Dan and Dave, we have a new writer in the chat right now. Pick him up. Come on. We got to call uh, HBO like we called AMC during the Walking Dead finale. Uh, let's, take a, let's take a couple more calls before we continue. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? Welcome to the call. Hi, uh, this is Carson. Welcome, Carson. Welcome to the chat. Well, not the chat. Uh, yeah, I, was, I just had a question. Please, sure. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, I was wondering if uh, why they don't just go after Rickon. I mean, they know that he's still alive, and just take him hostage instead of looking for Sansa. <laughs> Because Rickon has a better oh. claim to Winterfell. I think I think you I think you're treading on a good point there. That I think maybe if they once now we know that Sansa got away and they can't find her, that probably would be that and going to a 
going to Castle Black to because she probably went to Castle Black. We saw that in the preview for next week. But you have to assume that at some point Ramsey might try to go find it because he knows that Rickon is still alive. But he doesn't know. Any, he has no clue where he is though. So I mean, it would be difficult to to try to find him. It's a big place. Do you think we're gonna see that unnamed Stark kid this season, Katie? What do you think, Katie? Do you, Joe, do you guys think that we're gonna see Rickon this season? Who's Rickon? He's uh he's the, <laughs> he's uh he's he's attached to that other dog, the shaggy dog guy, the sh- shaggy kid. No, d- seriously, do you think yeah, we're gonna no. see? Do you think we're gonna see Rick in the season? No, you guys say no. Carmine, do you think we're gonna see Rick in the season? Probably. Um. Yeah. He. He's. Uh. There. There's been pictures of him on set with um the fucking the chick from Harry Potter, the Waddling girl. Um. Yeah. He will. He'll be back this season. I just want to see how he'll be back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won't be as older as Bran because holy you, shit, that kid went through puberty like a ton of bricks. Do you think he's but, gonna um, be on Bear Island? Do you? I, Will he be on Bear Island? Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be at the last hearth with the Umbers, but yeah. um, he could probably be a Bear Island. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I think that they're going to give elements of when da- Davos' story to, Bri- to Brienne, I think. I think Brienne's probably going to find him. I, I don't know why. I, that's just what, random, random speculation. That that's in you when, think Brienne's going to find him? Because yeah. in the trailer, we saw her over at the Riverlands. So. And didn't we see her at Bear? Didn't we see her with a sigil of Bear Island as well? In one of the no, images? that was um, Davos. Oh, that was da- okay. So it's probably Davos then. It's probably Davos well, then. I think Osha would, if she hears that like Sansa's been found or something, Osha would try to get Rickon to someone. Yeah, and and I also know that George R. R. Martin has said on many occasions that he really loves that character, and I wouldn't be I'd be very surprised if she doesn't play more of a role in the story as well because because yeah. he says he wants to write more for her in the story, so possibly she could have more to do on the show as well. Let's take this call from uh, oh I'm just I'm just like Xing calls all over the place. Sorry, guys. I, I just I hung up on two calls I didn't mean to hang up on. So so we go off to one of the shots of the leaked scene. Theon and Sansa run. They can't stop. Sansa just kind of, they both wade through some really icy water. Anyone have a problem with that? Anyone have a problem with uh, wading through the icy water? I mean, I'd have done it too, but can you really survive that? Or shouldn't that shit, like, shouldn't they strip? Shouldn't she had to have stripped naked right there? Isn't that what you do? Afterwards yeah. and cuddle up together. Yeah, cuddle up with me. It, but you yeah, that clothing have, like, would start freezing immediately. But but don't but isn't that the right thing to do to take off your clothes after that situation? Uh, that's just wishful thinking, Phil. Okay, she's twenty. She's twenty. I can have wishful. They had to. They did what they had to do. Which someone was someone, someone in the chat says Brianna. We got to see four movies tonight. And that wasn't enough for you. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm 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 being a sick prick. I'm like I'm like Sansa's old enough now for me to see her naked. Get her naked on the. Tra- I'm sorry. I'm horrible. Horrible. Throw me, throw me, throw me off the fucking bridge. She's beautiful. Give me a break. So we see, uh, uh, we they they go across, and then eventually they they get surrounded by the dogs, and Theon really puts himself on the line there. Uh, something is wrong, and I'm not hanging up on you guys. It's immediately sending the phones, the calls to voicemail. I'm gonna refresh the page, so hopefully that will work and fix that. Someone says, "No naked Sansa, Phil. Stop it." Arya actress is almost 19. Ned Stark warged into a horse before he died. Says Lazy Bazooka. Uh, Jon Snow warged into Rickon. Is into oh, Ned Stark into a horse. That sounds like something the showrunners would do. Yeah, Mister Ed, <laughs> Mister Ed Stark, and then he went on to star in his own uh, half an hour situational comedy. Oh. 
Wilbur, I'm next. Hopefully he, he doesn't uh, didn't go into one of the mountains horses. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Get the head chopped off and shit. They're gonna CGI. Jesus, just having him on your back. Vlad says they're gonna CGI Rickon. Oh. That's what they're gonna do. Sansa's never getting naked until she meets her only friend, the Hound. And then she's gonna climb on him like a tree. Says Ladonna. Uh, someone uh, Edward wants to know: Is anyone text Preston to make sure he's okay? I think I think Carmine's talked to Actually, him. Actually, um, I speak to Preston fairly often. I spoke to him a while ago. He, <laughs> this is, quote unquote, this is what he said. He goes, Ah, well, that's all he said. That's all he said. So, poor Preston. So he's not on the suicide watch, guys. Welcome to the call. Welcome to the call, caller. <laughs> hey, Phil, it's me again. Um, do you think that there's a chance that possibly um, Theon and Tangent could have like a actual relationship instead of being friends? Uh, uh, I like mean, it, my, you mean, yeah. I mean, minus the very important device that Theon doesn't have anymore. I, I think maybe, no. I think the only thing that might be likely or not likely possible is that they could develop sure. uh, the brother and sister relationship again. It seemed like when in this moments, in her moments of need with the Brienne situation, like when she's trying to get through the speech, she's looking to uh, Theon for help in the sense yeah. and probably looks at him as... She probably still has a lot of anger built up in him, but once she found out that the brothers weren't killed, I think some of that uh, rescinded to a certain extent the fact that he helped her out. She's starting to look at him a little bit more as just someone she grew up with, maybe not complete brother, but I, speaking of which, of like Joe knows someone that you grew up next door that calls him his sister, and she's not his sister, but she feels like she's forever going to be like, she saw you and was in trouble. She'd be like, you're my brother, blah, blah, blah. I think it's the same thing with Sansa and Theon. I think that I think she's going to start treating him more like a brother if he stops if he really starts regrowing his penis. Uh, welcome. Well, I also think it's, it's a case too of, uh, she wasn't really there and didn't really witness any of the awful shit firsthand that he did. Uh, all she did was hear about it secondhand from other people who were also lying to her about absolutely everything else that she could possibly fucking hear mm -hmm. and torturing her mm -hmm. and all this shit. And so she was going through so much of her own shit that, even the shit she heard about Theon, she sees Theon and she's going to remember Theon from the last time she saw Theon when she left Winterfell in the first place. And look what they've fucking done to him. And yeah, I know he's done these things. I've heard he's done these things, but that's still Theon. That's still the guy, I kid I grew up with, yeah. my brother, you know, for the most part. So and Ren uh, Ren Renwood also wants to add quickly, and and then and then there's this stuff on top yeah. of it. So. And Ren also adds, which is a really good point, that they also share the relationship of both being brutalized by Ramsay. So it's yep. it's something that bonds them both on that. Welcome to the show, caller. Sorry, for, sorry for putting you on hold for a while. What's going on? No problem. Uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, I came here through uh, Devin. I subscribed to his channel and I saw his plug for you and. Uh, so far, I really like uh, what you got going on. Oh, thank you, buddy, and huge thank you for Devin for uh, promoting us. It means Absolutely. a lot, and he kind of he came out and like I I have, he sent me a random message just out of nowhere saying I'd love to promote your channel. So I can't say enough awesome things and enough thanks to him for promoting us. It means it means a shit ton. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I I just he wanted to bring up one thing that hasn't really come up in the conversation yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean for that that stuff for me was a lot of like yeah, obviously, and it was a lot of um looking at stuff that was going to happen anyway. But then one thing that uh, I was really amazed by was the fact that in Marine, all the ships were set on fire. And that just, in my mind, that like set up the, the whole Iron Bank idea, the, the idea that they end up funding Daenerys' entire conquest of Westeros. So I was thinking what yes. you guys thought about that. Interesting point. What, what do you think about that, Carmine? I'm curious what you think about that. 
Um, it's it's completely possible. I mean, they placed their bet on Stannis, and Stannis is done, and they've they've lost all that money. They ain't getting that shit back. Mm-hmm. Um, my my thoughts either. Yeah, that's possible that the Iron Bank could back Daenerys, or they probably stay out of it entirely because they've lost way too much on people. They've lent money to. They lent money to Tywin. That they ain't gonna get that shit back. They lent money to Stannis. They ain't gonna get that shit back. So they're gonna repossess Jamie's hand. Like we need, we need that. Give well, me that gold. Uh, any, any money that they they gave to Tywin, that was given to the Crown. Period. Mm-hmm. It, they'll get that back. They'll take it from the Crown one way or the other. They'll get their money from the Crown. The stuff to Stannis, yeah, no, that's gone. Hello? I don't think. Yeah, one second, involved. Car. They already, they hedged their bet. Hello? They lost uh, the hedging. Well, one uh, second, Carl. So now. I think that it kind of sets up to me in my mind if what Carmine said was right about the Iron Islands taking their shit and heading off down the fucking Marine, then we have a way for her to get her, all her people. It takes care of the, you know, oh no, our boats burned. Oh, look, here comes a fleet of boats. We'll take those. (laughs) So there's there's always that possibility and it sets up kind of an alliance because uh, both the Iron Islands and the Khaleesi have, you know, reason to hate everybody on fucking Westeros just about. So they they might be thinking they could make a deal and make an alliance there. And here's our boats and come on, let's do this. Well, welcome to the show, caller. What's going on? Hello. Well, um, I called earlier. I'm James. I just want to say, Phil and uh, Carmine, love you both. You're fantastic. I've got two questions. Basically, um, I was wondering, uh, Robert Strong. Was this, there was this big cliffhanger with him last season. What do you think is going to happen with him this season? Uh, Hulk and, smash. Okay, but keep going, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, well, no, no, well, I'll start. I'll I'll start with that question, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll say the next one after you. After awesome. You okay, my 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 answer. <laughs> I'll keep you on the line. My my question. My answer to that is, I think we're going to see him kill a whole bunch of sp- uh, sparrows this uh, uh, this season, especially Lancel Lannister. I think we're going to. Oh, yeah. I oh, think yeah. if at minimum we're going to see the the zombie mountain destroy Lancel Lannister, like rip him apart to shreds, and probably a bunch of the other. Yeah best fighting sparrows too uh what, what do you guys think joe and katie first he looks so awkward that like it, it looks like if you knocked like the mountain over onto his back he'd be like a turtle and would be able to get up yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, about and what's your what's your other question buddy well then my next question really is um it, no one really ever likes to talk about him but davos what do you think davos is gonna get up to this season like i think it's a very interesting character yep but um, and uh, good, good, no one really ever talks about him. Good question, Carmine. What do you think will be Davos's arc this season? Do you think it's gonna be similar to the books where he goes and tries to rally houses to House Stark at one at some point once Jon's back? Oh yeah. Um, Melisandre spin the lie that the Boltons killed Stannis and his family. So Davos will probably try to spend most of it this season avenging, yes. um, yeah. uh, Stannis. I mean, that's the best best bet. By the end by the end of the series. Uh, I think Davos would probably try to go and look for Gendry again because Gendry is the last Baratheon, yeah. and maybe put him up on Storm's End. Who who knows? Ooh, I like I like that. I, I think a lot of people are gonna be happy with that opinion right there. Uh, welcome SM Down. What's going on, buddy? Hey, you guys keep talking about like they're not gonna get the Stannis money back, but technically Davos was the one that got them to give that loan. 
You think they'll go after him to get the money back? Um, I'll t I'll take that first. I think that they could try, but you can't bleed a stone. Is that what that expression is? It's not. Davos isn't a rich man. He doesn't own. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any. Any. He owns nothing. He owns nothing. He own any so he just the middleman. It's kind of how yeah. I feel about my student loans. It's like you can't take it. You know, you can only take so much. I I just don't. I'm giving you guys the as much as I can give you every month. Can't give you any more than what I can give you. You can't. You can't bleed you can't bleed a rock or something like that. So I would say they might try, they might go to him, go, you know, Davos, you need to pay us back. But I think he's just going to be like, ah, eh, eh. there's nothing they can really do to him. Whether killing him is not going to make him pay him back. So, so yeah, I see what you're saying there, but I'm not sure if that's going to be a factor. Can't bleed an onion. Someone, right. the, the coral poop says, I like that. Can't squeeze blood from a stone. Thank you, Tim. That's what it onions is. Onions make you cry. You don't yep. make onions yep. cry. <laughs> oh, everybody. Uh, Prodigy says, oh, I remember Azora High had to kill his wife, somebody he loved to activate his flaming sword so John could kill Ollie or someone he cared about in order to turn Longclaw into Lightbringer. Interesting stuff. John doesn't have Longclaw anymore. Davos does, right? Oh, no, Davos doesn't have Longclaw Who, who has Longclaw, Joe? So Crow, the reason why Crow's not here with me and she couldn't stay in crow form. I asked her how she did it. She said she did it the same way a sparrow flies with a coconut. I don't know what the fuck that means. But Just get to it, Joe. What, what, what's going on over there? She brought me something nice from up north. Ooh, wait, wait, so, wait. Uh, there is no long car up there anymore. Damn, how much does that, delivered to me. How much that cost you? It's now mine. I, 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 the I iron price, Joe. It off for the me. Uh, <laughs> special delivery from... From the north, so Ooh, that's some that's some detail right there, Joe. I like that. Is mine now. So, um, fuck, dude. Not anyone else's. So, <laughs> people I, in the I, and, and I got no plans on setting this shit on fire. So, <laughs> people in the chat, <laughs> Nisa. People say Nisa Nisa hasn't been referred to the show. Whoa, Joe. Whatever happened to Quaith? That's an interesting I, question. I'm I needed something for the back of someone's head. So, oh, yeah. So Joe now the has crow, a the crow came through. John John didn't need it anymore. She. She flew it down here with a buddy. Something about like people, strings and coconuts. I don't know what the fuck. She people said. say that's beautiful. Uh, Joe's gonna cut himself within a week. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Peter P. Tyre Baelish will make an appearance here. Uh, oh, maybe he will. The Iron Bank will hire FM to kill Tom and her Cersei. Uh, the the faceless men to kill Tom and her Cersei. She's been messing with them. They might uh, back the Tyrells. That sword is nice. Ooh. People say Joe. Holy fucking shit. Braun has Braun has post. Braun wasn't there because he had post traumatic stress. To Order after hearing that bad pussy line whispered in his ear. <laughs> he, he can't handle himself anymore. But Joe, okay, so that's where Longclaw is. It makes a lot of sense. Fucking great. Very beautiful, Joe. Uh, someone said, Ben J, Ben J R says, am I tripping or is that dog moving? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Our, uh, our it's lovely- It's not only moving, it talks. Yes, yes, it did. Uh, we- are yes, you are a fuck pig. You are a fuck pig. <laughs> you are fucked up, man. <laughs> Dude. Don't you hate when people do that? Are you tripping? Whoa. Freaking out. Fucking, you're man. freaking out, man. Okay, let's continue. So uh, so we continue. Uh, Theon, Lady Bolton, yada, yada, yada. So this scene all... Well, we kind of already talked through this scene. Basically, uh, they they catch up to Theon and Sansa. They find San San Theon tries to sacrifice himself with Sansa, but... But they end up catching him, and they see Sansa, and everything's everything's going wrong. It's it's going to be a horrible situation. But wait, someone's coming. It's a woman. Fuck that. 
you know who it is. And it's Brienne and Podrick running in, and they they start yeah. fighting. Podrick's fighting. Brienne charges. She gets knocked off her horse, which is really a rare thing seeing Brienne get knocked off her horse, actually beaten by someone for a second. This is a tough mm. fight for Brienne. This isn't no easy fight like fighting Littlefinger's people. This was actually, she actually had to put effort in here. And uh, she she puts up a great fight. Podrick's doing good. Brand takes out like five guys. Podrick takes out one, kind of. But hey, Podrick- No, no, he does take out one. He kills one on horseback, and then he starts fighting another one on foot. Yeah, you're right. Down. You're right. But the best move of the night was Brienne doing that sort of jump attack move where she just jump goes thrashing. I really love seeing Gwendolyn Christie doing action. She's so, she's so good. She's so good at it. And again, I say action she did in Star Wars bar none. I, you, you took my joke from earlier, Joe. I was just about you. You've cut me off, Joe. I was just about to say, oh, fucking, sorry. fucking, whoever the next director of the next Star Wars movies, watch. She's good at action. Put her, give her some action in your fucking movie. Fuck. Okay. No, no, better yet. Put a put a bag over her head and don't make her do anything. And just make her walk around like this. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck, man. But but great scene, good scene. Fight. There's not much to talk about here with a Brienne fighting scene, yada yada yada. So, okay, so then we get uh Sansa and Brienne and uh Brienne becoming her queen's guard. This was the scene as I was well, talking Theon to saves, saves Podrick's yeah, life. Yeah, That's he says, yes. yeah. Oh, Theon, yes, Theon saves yeah. Podrick's life and makes oh. all of Game of Thrones fandom love Theon again right in that moment. I cried after this next part of that scene. I did too. I took Car- Carmine called me a bitch earlier, but I am a bitch. Oh, I'm fucking pussies. Oh, Joe and I, I were cried, both pussies. I had tears in my eyes. I was psyched for that shit. Yep. When Podrick when Podrick opened up his mouth and corrected and told Sansa what to say that he knows the oath and i was like wow this kid is not only like he is fucking awesome and like she finished up she was nervous she did what she was supposed to do like that was just such a fucking moment that like you know i felt such relief for sansa it was the first time Mm -hmm. i had a sansa scene Mm -hmm. that actually fucking really moved me nothing else yeah yeah, you're five seasons from sansa did has done anything for me but for some reason this scene really did it. This well, it was, really it was did great it for, for Brienne too. She finally and, and that's what her it was too. It was like for both of them. Like and that's what and that and that, and, and all being said, that's what made me get emotional about it, Katie. Is that mm. seeing her actually finally get to do something right just kind of made me slightly teary eyed. How about you, Carmine? Mm. Did that warm your warm your uh, <laughs> your soft little God heart bless. over there? No, I, I mean I did like it. I thought it was really cool, but I didn't get teary eyed. Yeah, I didn't get teary eyed. But I, I I just I felt happy. Happy for Brienne in that moment. Great action scene. Uh, reminded me. Just good to see her see her fight. I, I didn't notice. I'd have to rewatch the scene because I was taking notes. Did sword shatter in that scene because of the Valerian sword? Uh, I, I didn't see. I, what I liked about the Littlefinger scene, and Carmine might have said this in a video too, um, I, I really liked that we... Sh- we see in the scene when she's fighting Littlefinger's guys that using the Valerian sword made the other swords break when it hit it. Mm. So I, I can't remember. I'd have to rewatch the scene tonight if that happened to anyone. See it. Did she drop mm. her sword? She did at drop her sword point. at one point. Yeah, it was knocked out of her hand. Yeah. So so that's not going to break it. If she can't hold on to it, that's not going to break another sword. <laughs> Helios says, although Brienne was, was the smaller of the two. Brienne was a dick in Star Wars. Yeah, she was. She was a super dick. And thank you, everybody. I see a couple people calling it a night. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It means so much that all you guys jumped in the chat tonight. So, yeah. so here we go. I, I couldn't. Oh, but there will be no chat posted afterwards. It's moving too fast. All that computer shit. I, yeah, it's, it's gone. It's probably. It's probably. I, I, I could never keep track of it tonight. Probably better that ridiculous. way. Let's take another call. What's going on, caller? It'll be gone forever. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Big fan. Uh, question for you. Have you guys ever thought about more so book stuff 
but uh, Valyrian steel armor. Ooh, very, very Ooh. interesting. I think, I think, hopefully that will be. We'll go to Dragonstone, start, start carving, carving up that stit and get a uh, Valyrian steel factory going on. Do you think? I'll, I'll show those to Carmine. Do you think? Uh, has there ever been a Valyrian suit of armor? Is there? Is there anything that I'm missing? Was has that ever been talked about oh, in God. Game of Thrones history? Um, a Valyrian suit of armor. Wow. I, I think I've thought about it once, but I'm like, nah, it's probably too much. Um, I think. I think someone said before in the books that there, the metal, even though there was an abundance of it, I, I think it would have been a too little hard to too work. much. Yeah, not too hard to forge, but it would have wasted way too much steel, and it just would have been better to just have the sword because, you know, a great offense is also a good defense. So there would have been no point because only the Valyrians could have made it, so they could have mm -hmm. probably beat the shit out of everybody. They didn't really need the armor. Yeah, a couple of people. And maybe the, the armor was not a big thing in that area. Uh, like that's in a pretty arid, dry, hot area. No. Yeah, it, and a couple of people are saying in the chat too that there was Valyrian steel boner. Uh, there Valyrian steel of armor. I don't think I've ever heard of it. A couple of people said that there's just not enough uh, to to use it in that form or anything mm -hmm. like that too. So our next scene that we get into is probably one of, if not my favorite scene of the entire episode. Um. Excuse me, Cer the Cersei and Jamie stuff. Uh, we had seen this before. Oh, your least favorite, Katie? Very interesting. I really like this because I like the parallels. I, I more and more as time goes on, I realize I'm a f if I had to associate with one house. Not that I think that they're the best people in the world, but I think my favorite house is House Lannister. I Jamie's one of my favorite characters. Tywin's one of my favorite characters. Uh, Tyrion is, and I love fucking Cersei's craziness. So I can't. I fucking love House House Lannister. I fucking do. Um, so I love seeing this interaction between the two of them. I I really wish Jamie would get to the point where he was anti Cersei, but I feel like maybe we're kind of heading in that direction. I also think we're heading in like Cersei is going to completely go off her rocker this season. I enjoy. Jamie's going to feed that. We will make them all pay. We will take everything of theirs, and we will take and take and take from them. He's going to feed that. He's going to like like that. I I was a little put off by it. And I had zero fucks to give for Cersei's tears. May her joy turn to ashes in her fucking mouth. You want it to turn to ashes in her mouth, Joe, right? Yeah, 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 yeah What I like, one of the lines I liked in this scene was, fuck prophecy, fuck fate, fuck everyone that isn't us. We're the only ones that matter, the only ones in the world, and everything they've taken from us, we're going to take it back, we're going to take it all back. We're going to take it all back. <laughs> Carmine, what did you think of this scene? Just curiosity. What, the Cersei Jamie scene? Yeah, Cersei Jamie stuff. I thought it was good. I liked it. Like I said, I'm I'm surprised she went into the prophecy, but I'm also surprised she didn't talk about the the brother uh, uh part of the prophecy. Now uh, and I... to the whole Jamie and Jamie being anti Cersei, I don't think we're gonna get that in the show because in, in the books, right after they fuck each other in front of Joffrey's corpse, <laughs> the relationship starts to drift apart. But in the yeah. show, it's very strong. So yeah. I don't think we'll ever get that in the show which is a shame because i want to see that yeah i and if we do so and if we do get it we might only get it at the very last minute in the very mm -hmm. last towards the very very end is jamie jamie coming to the realization as he chokes her chokes her out and stuff so it, it was a good i i enjoyed the scene between the two of them uh so let's 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 get to let's get to dorn uh, we, we, we talked a lot about it at the beginning of the show about Dorne, so I'm just going to kind of yada yada through this, and people tell me not to yada yada through Game of Thrones episodes, I'm not yada yadaing through the good stuff. So Dorne, yada yada, always envisioned Oberyn, yada yada, he truly lived, yeah. yada yada. 
fought men. Da 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 da. They were still just as bad as they were last season. Yeah, Joe, Carmine and I went very in depth with the whole first hour of the show was us bitching about Dorn. So Katie and Joe, you guys didn't really get a chance to talk about what did you think of the Dorn stuff? Are you first of all, Joe? Are you a fan of Dorn in the book? I know you're not. like in the book, yes. You're a fan of Dorn I, in the book. I, okay. I was a fan of the way Dorn was described, and I was a fan of, um, but as far I thought, it kind of was it cluttered a little bit of the story. I, f- I felt a little bit like I did about the Iron. Gray, that's why I was. That it's it funny was you like, say that because I was going to say I know you not you don't have a big affinity for the Greyjoys. You don't have a big affinity for things off the beaten beaten path of the main storyline for the most part you're not a big fan of the great you're like okay the great should be their own book you don't you you don't want them in the main you i think i i think i'm suppositioning what you say but i've heard you say something similar to that before and and yeah because they there's like another character in the book too that there's kind of involved that i was like uh where did this fucking come from this is kind of uh, of really fucking weird and then like so it was it it felt like it like just like the Ironborn Kingsmute crap, this was added in the books to make the book equal to the fifteen hundred pages that the last books were. Mm-hmm. So I I I kind of felt like it was there just to add more. But I did love all the Oberon Martell shit, and I loved the like everything that led up to the fight with him in the mountain and the and I loved the backstories and and mm-hmm. uh, with Prince Rhaegar and all this stuff, and it and it made for a richer, fuller world. I just I didn't like so much the focus on now. They didn't really give much in the books. Now it almost seems like there's more in the show and it's bad. Did you like the fact that they decided to kill Doran on the show? Did you, uh, did you, well, I don't necessarily know if I don't like it because I don't know what's going to happen next. Like that could happen, you know, freaking next, next book, first chapter for Christ's sakes, just like who the fuck knows with George Martin. But, uh, I was hoping to get more from Bashir than basically 10 minutes of fucking scream time. Yeah. Like, no, it's exactly what I expected and it was done badly. Like I expected them to do lazy it. bazooka. Yeah. The said, whole thing up to the son being killed by the two girls. Yep. Car- Carmine was said, was he this- ever taught to fight? Like, turn your back on someone i don't care if they oh, yeah, said they not, won't she kill, kill me you, yeah. and she never, uh, ah, carmine really said this perfectly me. and someone said and a couple people said in the chat too alexander siddig was wasted he's a, he's a good actor he can do a lot of things and he actually originally auditioned to play the red viper but they told him he was too old but they he could play duran and I, you feel bad for the guy you feel yeah, bad for the guy because he probably he was a fan of the series a fan of the books i've read <clears> some stuff with him uh, and he probably thought he was going to be playing a much different character and to be to be associated introduced to the show and now be associated with that storyline i kind of I, I do feel bad for him but let's get well from- what's really worse about that phil if you don't mind me oh no please in. please go if what's really worse is i i just hate fucking hate how the showrunners go yeah we only we don't know if we're gonna do season eight we only have uh, 13 minutes of con- 13 episodes of content left you would have had more had you you know incorporated duran properly yeah but of course oh, they right. didn't so absolutely and, yep. if they, and they would have had more if they had done you know uh the iron island shit right and then they would have had more if they had done uh, uh the the trip north right and they would have had more with Brandon in them, it mm. just they, they would have had so much more if they had done so much more according to the book. They could have made this ten seasons yeah. easily. 
yeah, they cut themselves off. So, so, so let's get points. to something. Oh, we'll take a call, but then let's get to something good to talk about. Welcome to the show, caller. How's it going? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. Uh, I actually have some notes here for once in my life, so I'm just going to read off real quick <laughs> nice. here, on, here on the Doran topic. Do it. First off, if I'm not mistaken, is House Martell not the first great house in Game of Thrones, at least on the show, to go extinct? Because if I'm not mistaken, Duran's only sh- son in the show is Tristane. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, good, and, uh, good. No, good question. I think other uh, than the Reigns, Casimir, like that sort of stuff that Tywin, Tywin did, I think they are. Carmine, are, are they the first house, uh, major house that you can think of to go in- extinct? Um... Baratheon. First major oh. house. No, is what about House Baratheon? House Baratheon. Yeah, Joe Joe and you said that at the same oh, time. Oh yeah. House Baratheon. I mean Gendry's alive, but he is a bastard, so yeah. so right. good one. Is uh Carmine, just a side question. Is House Baratheon, is that your favorite of all the houses? Yeah, I like House Baratheon because um, if you look through their history, they're just a pretty kick-ass house. I mean, a lot of their lords have just been badasses, and uh, I, I just I just like the design of the sigil. Uh, Robert was one of my favorite characters because he's just he's like, we all have that one friend who is Robert, who's just a drunk douche. Um, <laughs> I, I just like the house. I, Stannis was also cool in the books. Um, Renly was even a little bit more manlier in the books as well. They yeah. were just a really cool house. Very Some cosmetic. people think the reason. Uh, House Baratheon got destroyed in the show is because the showrunners don't really like them that much. And if that's true, uh, that's kind of a shame because they do have potential. Yeah. Call, do you have any, uh, any other questions? Uh, the one other thing I was going to say is, if I'm not mistaken, Tristane was on the ship that went to King's Landing. So does that actually mean that the Sand Snakes managed to stow away aboard this ship in order to assassinate him in King's no, Landing? No, that's not possible. You saw them at the end of season five. How is that a logical five? plan? You, good, yeah, good question. I'm going to disconnect you. Carmine, go. That's inconsistent because at the end of season five, we saw them all in like those stupid dresses uh-huh. uh, watching the ship uh, sail away. Yeah. Uh, Phil, was Phil or Joe, one of you guys tell me this, was Tristane in, in the boat? Or in the, the only castle. thing, the only thing I can possibly think is that we never see him board the same boat. So maybe he was on a separate boat. They sent him on a separate boat alone to Dorne to follow them at, from to King's Landing, and oh, that's my only. Po- that's the only possible explanation that uh, I, I did actually did just rewatch Katie, and it's not expl- Carmine's right. The last we see of them, they make it seem like Tristane's on that boat mm. too. So it's it seems like revisionist history. J- Joe, do you have any insight on this? Um, a wizard yeah. did it. A wizard did it. My insight is, God darn shit sucks. <laughs> well, like and- really, really. Okay. Really. Okay. Fucking I, it sucks. Just, it seemed didn't seem like Tristane was devastated like he would be if he knew Marcella was dead. Right. That's what makes me think, Katie. That's where it makes me think he must be on a different like the whole thing. He he's on a different boat. That it's a separate yeah. boat that was that need because the prince was moving there. So maybe he needs a whole boat with all of his shit because it's it's like it's in space. So how did they get on the fucking boat? Another I, boat was dispatched ne- and caught up to them. Because they're so stealthy. He needs his matched luggage, like space balls. So let's get let's let's enough of this shit sandwich over and there. They, they did make they did make Bashir also kind of fucking douchey right before they killed him. He's like he's like oh Oberon got to travel the world and do all this shit and I had to stay here in this beautiful palace and rule. Wah, oh wah, well. wah, wah. 
I like all the guards okay. just sit there. Can, can and we watch. can you can you do care. me a Let can we die. do me a favor now and just get the fuck off Dorne and let's get to a good scene, which is right. Tyrion and Varys walking together in Marine. No. It's I can never get enough Tyrion and Varys. This was really funny stuff. Uh, they start talking about we're never gonna fix this city from the top of the pyramid. We'll be fine. We're dressed like common merchants. Uh, you and Varys goes, you walk like a rich person. You spend a lot of time studying rich people's walks. Well, you walk, you walk like. Yeah. You own the cobblestones beneath your fucking feet. Yep, yep, that the paving stones were your personal property. And uh, Varys goes, I used to steal from people like you when I was a boy. It's a good thing you're not a boy anymore. What? Get it? Because you don't have a cock? I, I love that yes. line. I, it was, I, don't, I don't understand that. That he, no, it's he's not a boy anymore because he I lost know. his penis. Oh, 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 right. So he does not, so. You know, neither one of them is smart enough. He has to point out that he doesn't have a cock. It was. I think it was. I think that was part of the jab. Yeah, I think it was just Tyrion falling into the well of of this is our relationship with me ragging on you, and I can't go five minutes without making a you don't have a cock joke. Or get it. Uh-huh. Get it? You, you don't, don't have, have a cock. cock. Get it. <laughs> yeah, get it? Get it? It was. It was his. Tyrion is a lot of things, but he's a little prick too. You know, you, you, they're you, pretty much the uh, medieval fantasy version of Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's who's yeah. got a ball? What's got a ball? What's first base? Cut off the dick. Dick. Okay, so you got no cock. <laughs> that wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. So she think she thinks you want to eat your baby. Uh, Tyrion goes up to a, a commoner and and uh, be careful. She wants. <laughs> she thinks you want to eat her baby. And then they get into the. Misa, Misa. I will not sell you my child yeah. for dinner. Tyrion oh. tries to speak Valerian and doesn't do it too well. Uh, and uh, and they go back and forth. And they just keep going back and forth. Our queen isn't as popular as they used to be. They talk about the Sons of Harpies. We kind of get we get the setup to later find out. And we don't find it on this episode. But to later find out about Dario. I think there's two big clues in this episode about Dario being the leader of the Harpies. There's one in this scene when they go, it's... Uh, well-organized yeah it's too well it could be someone it could also be a free man it could be uh one of the former slaves that danny feels has abandoned them it could be anyone and then later in the scene that we get afterwards with um with dario and jora dario says something when he goes maybe she went off to go somewhere else i wish she would do that he just gets this look on his face to me that i read no, I, she wishes she could do that she wishes you can do that but he also gets this look on his face i think like he wishes she could do that so he wouldn't have to backstab her because i think he's starting to have i think he's i think he's backstabbed her and he's starting to feel somewhat mildly bad for it the betrayal yeah. of love <laughs> so the ultimately the, ultimately this scene ends with the with marine uh with the ships with danny's ships burning and uh and uh this was a good scene and anybody got anything else to say about the scene with Varys? Well, i like how everybody's running everybody's fleeing a scene Love and screaming this. about yes. shit and so what is, what does abbott and costello do they head right into the wave of people Ooh. running away most people would be like Oh shit! You know, yeah, like must be a herd of rats. Or like, away from the uh... yeah, the blob is coming. Mm. The fog is coming. Fucking the mountain is coming to night, Marie. Like, yeah, we won't be sailing to Westeros anytime soon. Uh, Carmine, do you have anything you want to say about this scene before we move on? No, I really like their banter, and I hope it continues. Me I mean, uh, yeah. I, we're, I know we're gonna get like a, a red woman coming to Marine. Uh, besides that one priest guy, we're gonna get like one another Melisandre, Melisandre too, you could say. Electric and, uh, We know Varys hates uh, people oh, that do magic, so I, I hope like Tyrion and Varys' relationship doesn't deteriorate. Now, most likely Tyrion will call on the red woman for help. 
Now, my question, or just hmm. to expand on that a little bit, maybe you can give me more, because I don't know if there is any more information about when the person cut off Varys' penis and threw it into them. Were they praying to the Red God? Was that the Red God? Um, or do we not know? Oh, God. Um, fucking, fucking Preston's got Preston. me on this one. Um, Preston believes that the guy who did that was uh, communicating with uh, the old man that Bran goes to. Oh, the Blood Raven. Hmm. Why would so, he? Why would that? Why would that? How does he get that? He I thinks Blood no Raven. Is, to watch that video. Yeah, I, all we know from Varys is that the old man cut off his cock and balls to do some kind of magic thing, mm. and that's that's really all we know. But you'll have to watch. One yeah, of I'm not. I'll, I'll link you to Preston's channel, Joe. But from what my my approximation, I could be totally killing it. I think he thinks that the children in Blood Raven are really evil, and that they're they're using Bran and using everyone, and they have a whole evil agenda going on. I'm I'm suppositioning it, so I'm not going to argue Preston's point. But I'll, I'll share with the share you the video so you can so you it's, can. It's get an interesting that. video. I, uh, like he he does have a way of convincing you. Yeah, he does. Really he has a very convincing way of talking. That when you're listening to him talk, like you, Joe, in a different sort of way like when you start getting logical Joe, you're like i can't argue with that preston's similar he does it in a different way but it's the same sort of thing he gives you these facts and you're like oh that makes sense yes i believe in that yes so i'll play you some of his videos so you can get into that later joe so our next scene we get into is the jora and dario finding uh chasing after khaleesi i thought this was a very funny scene between the two of them i think they have great banter as well um this was probably the scene that i liked uh this dario the most in <laughs> yeah yeah hey hey jora yeah dario How's it feel to be jelly? Yeah. How's it feel? Yeah. How's it feel? <laughs> how's it feel? <laughs> and it's just it's just back and forth that they go and uh, and I said this is the somewhere from far away. This is the line that he says. Maybe she's gone somewhere far away from men like us. And he gives this look. There is no place far there, away from men like us. Yes, there is no way away. Oh, let's take like let's take another way. call right now. Welcome, our buddy from England. How's it going? Hello there. Yeah, good to, good to talk to you again. So, um, you were talking about Dario, um, and I just want to bring up a theory. You you might have heard about it before, but um, have you heard about the theory that Dario might be Benjamin Stark? Ooh. No, he's not. Let's go to let's go to let's go to Red Team. Red, what do you you say? No, <laughs> no, he's he's not. Oh, well, not in the show at least. In the books, that's 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 possible. George likes to disguise characters as other characters. We've seen that before, but in the show, that's just not well. Unless Benjen is secretly like a faceless person, but I don't, I doubt that. I I think Benjen is somehow has something to do with the, the Knights King and the mm, White yeah, Walkers. I think Dario's Dario. Yeah, and and he also also before I get off this, I think Dario is the harpy. In the books, we don't know who the leader of the harpies is, but in I the show, it's it's got to be Dario. There's no it, other character yeah, that it could possibly. Yeah, be. it doesn't make sense for it to be anyone else. It, at a point in time, it could have been Dario or his his Dar. Uh, but once he got killed, you knew it wasn't him, and Dario's the only person that makes sense. It's someone we know, and we haven't learned enough of the Wise Masters by just knowing them as characters. It needs to be a character we know so that the betrayal is strong. Uh, SM, yeah. what's going on, buddy? I actually disagree. I think I actually think that Hisdar was the leader Ooh. of the Harpies, and whoever was his second-in-command at the time he killed him was just trying to take over. Ooh, like interesting. It was just a... Uh, uh, just a yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, what you call it when you... When you yeah, like kill the, the like your second in command, you kill the first in command to become the to become you're, the leader or usurping, whatever. Usurping. It was that. It was that. Yeah. And I yeah, also usurper. think that uh, that they can't, they don't have. Well, actually, 
with the Valyrian steel armor idea, there is a big ass safe in the city that Danny left that is is a big door made of Valyrian steel. Qua- they could somehow go get that and like Are you talking about in car and make a whole shitload of weapons out of it? Ooh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Good call. Nice. Is, good Didn't call. Is that was a Valerian steel door in Karth? The is he talking about? What's his face? Did, I yeah, I don't remember that. But like... no, I don't I, remember that being Valerian I'll, steel. I'll take the. I'll take the call. Know. I'll take the call's word for it until I'm proven otherwise. Welcome back to the show, yeah. other caller. What's going on? Hey, I figured out. So I'm a little bit late on this, but I figured out the perfect way to kill all of them. Let's do it. Tell me. So you have one person killing Melisandre. Just keeps bringing him back each time. And it becomes a national pastime in Westeros. So it's what can be the most brutal kill on Ollie. So it's like the Method Man thing where you stole you someone's asshole hold, asshole shot and you just keep feeding them and feeding them and feeding them and feeding them yes. and feeding them. I love you it. Just keep branding back. But I, the other thing I was going to mention here's the thing that bugged me about tonight's episode because you know how the boat and like everybody was all over the place and didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Where was Braun? Did good, they leave him on an island or? Good, good question. Good question, caller. Um, I don't know where Bronn was. I, I don't think Bronn's dead. I don't. I think we will see Bronn again. I mean, obviously there is some speculation or some uh, with the pod getting grabbed. A lot of people think that was Bronn. And if you freeze it at the right moment, you can kind of see the hair too. Um, I think. I think. Ron was too big of a television character and book character too, but I think for uh, to die off screen somewhere, I think they just mm-hmm. they just wanted to fast track into uh, the Cersei and Jamie stuff. Welcome to yeah, the what show. Do we need anything from Ron for right in this episode? Yeah, he he was easy. It's uh, there's so much it's, going it's quirky on. Quirky remarks. I mean, people love that. Yeah, it's a good point, Carver. We have we have all these other quirky remarks we going on too. Him. So, uh, welcome Reggie. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? I left a message about this, so feel free to disregard it later. But can Brienne get that Lannister pummel off that sword? That makes her like a huge target. The Lannisters are the most hated yeah. people in Westeros. Good point. <laughs> excellent, excellent point, caller. Excellent point. point. She needs to ditch that stuff. It's it's uh it made sense too last season when Littlefinger goes, Ah, oh, someone's paying you now. <laughs> Looks like someone yep. Someone is paying you now. I miss not seeing Littlefinger tonight. I hope we get to see him next week because I didn't we didn't yeah. even see him in the previews and I know uh Littlefinger's yeah. your, one of your favorite characters, right, Carmine? He's he's like the top top of your list. Well, yeah, but um, in the trailer we see Littlefinger in the snow, like the, that's around the same area Sansa is. So I'm wondering if he he comes looking for Sansa, and if you pause at the right time, you can see his facial expression change. So I, I wonder if Brienne's going to kill him. Oh God, I hope not. I fucking love <laughs> Littlefinger. He is the main character. Technically, Tyrion's the main character of Thrones. But to me, Littlefinger is the main character. Littlefinger he plays the Game of Thrones, and nobody else does that. Littlefinger so me, and Varys. I would say, I would say, there is there is the argument to make, and if you're, you've heard a lot of people make that the whole game is just a game being played between Varys and Littlefinger. <laughs> yes. And it's and there and there's a lot of truth to that, a lot of fucking truth to that. So okay, so the back, this whole scene ultimately leads up to dun 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 dun. dun. She's with the Dothraki, and it's also a funny <laughs> scene between them where, uh, so when you grow old, I'm gonna be like you. If you grow old, I hope I grow old. <laughs> so poor Jor is gonna die. He's not gonna grow old. He's gonna die of fucking uh, that that disease he has real soon. So they found Danny. Danny is with the Dothraki. As we get the Dothraki horde, ton of scope. Joe and I were talking about this in the preview cast. That what I really like about them bringing the Dothraki back is when we saw them at the beginning of the show, they didn't they didn't have the money to do the Dothraki right. 
And I like the wide scope of how big the Dothraki seem. And I'm not just talking about penis size. I still thought they seemed kind of small. Really? They, I they, thought that, I thought that seemed they, really big to me. They gypped on. I don't know. Maybe maybe on a rewatch you might feel different, or I might feel different. But I mm-hmm. felt like they kind of like they played with the camera a little bit. It didn't seem like a lot. And the only thing I kept thinking the whole time is if if this was really a big fucking horde. You, there wouldn't just be a circle in the middle of the field. There would be like a swat. Remember, like uh, you remember? It would look like a plowed field. Right. You remember uh, the, the buffalo Tatanka Tatanka. Remember that swath of dirt like through the field from the herd of buffalo mm-hmm. in uh, I forget the name of the, the Dances, Dances with, with wolves. wolves. Yeah, yeah. It no. would look something like that. That many horses with people on horseback, and that many other people, slaves and caravans walking, pulling tents and pulling supplies and pulling all this shit. Yeah. There would be this massive fucking dirt path. There would be no problem yeah, be finding no. Stop, them. Stop, Joe. Or- stop bringing reality into my fantasy. But you're right. You're right. You're right. But, but yeah. None you're, whatsoever. You're this, right. This would be like the easiest track Walter. Walter, you're right, but don't be an asshole. No, you're totally right, dude. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, caller. What's going on? Hi, how are you doing? Doing great. So I have a theory. I don't think Dario's the leader of the heartbeat. I think, remember the uh, woman who cut the throat of the Sully in that one scene? I think she might be the leader of the heartbeat. Ooh, very interesting. Very interesting. Good. Well, can I argue against that for a minute here? Please, do it. In uh, in season four, going back to later, in season four, um, remember when Jorah was trying to convince uh, Danny to spare the masters? She she sends his dar and Dario to uh, Yunkai to mm-hmm. you know a treat with the masters who took back the city. So, and in the, also in season four, Dario knows a lot about Marine. And um, what I'm thinking is, while Dario and you know his dar were in, in Yunkai, they probably made a pact. Yep. And the reason. Dario didn't just kill Danny outright is because um, he's probably going to try to use her. I mean, he was trying to get her to marry him, even though that was a stupid idea, and he probably knew she wouldn't go for it, but he tried. Um, he has some ambitions, and he also needs her because of the dragons. She can control the dragons. They are pretty much a nuclear deterrent. One dragon is strong enough, but three dragons is they pretty much can fuck everybody over. Yeah, triangulation. It's, it is known. It is known. Uh, yeah, oh my! No, oh my! I, I agree with that, and that goes back to the other thing about uh, Dario not being the one that was in charge of the harpies, but his Dar being the one in charge, and the number two then going to stab and kill his Dar when they had the chance during all of that, so that they could kind of be in charge of the whole plan from that point and be the one that controls it. Also, yep. um, if he was already paid by the harpies to to turn. Why not kill the harpies right then and there? Kill the leader of the harpy right then and there, too. Someone in the chat says, Carmine's theory is solid. Dario being revealed to be the harpy in a random plot twist is right up TNT's alley. Uh, so they go in this scene. The funniest part of this scene is setting up, and I love this kind of thing. This gets set up in a lot of movies and TV shows. When two people are talking in a language, there's a really funny episode of Seinfeld when George Costanza gets brought into uh, the the nail salon that Elaine's getting shit talked and he can understand everybody. Well, Danny can understand everybody, and they say, uh, "Pink people afraid of the sun." Uh, you. Uh, she's an idiot. She has pretty eyes, but I'm going to fuck her in the ass, make her my dog. She, they're saying great stuff, and Danny can understand everything. And I thought, I thought as yeah, much as I shit on... conversation we would be having, Phil? Yeah, it would be you and me having that conversation about Danny. I, I, I give Danny a lot of shit, and I give Emile Clark a lot of shit. I thought she played these scenes pretty well, and I thought when she kind of puts on... She's playing dumb 
pretty well. And then when she shifts her eyes to crazy on the attack, Danny, I've said this before. My problem with Daenerys scenes are on my second watches. Usually I'm interested in them on my first watches. I just don't feel like they, uh, they, they, especially the past ones in past mm-hmm. seasons, like when we we're doing rewatch of seasons one and two, and you're like, okay, all this shit happened, and it really didn't amount to too much. Just but, shit. but I feel like I really enjoyed, I enjoyed her scenes tonight. I did. I thought this was the, this was one of the most, uh, the, this is one of the biggest, the first examples of a time I can say I really enjoyed Emil Clark's performance in this episode since season one. I, her, I th- her performance was good. It's just that no nudity clause in her contract is still pissing the shit out of it. Because, like, he was about to rip off her clothes. Just rip off her clothes. Show a titty, maybe one ass cheek. You don't have to show the whole thing. You don't have to show Bush or nothing. But he was about to rip off her clothes, and then they stop it right there. Yeah, they just, stop it right there. She's like, and, wait. She pulls out her contract, Carmine. She showed it to, she showed it to the daughter. She's like, my contract says I was married to, to Carl, Carl Drogo. That means I can't be stripped naked. Hey, to be honest, when she was an in-demand actress on Terminator Genesis, the, okay, you, you have something there, but then it flopped, so fuck off. Now you got to get naked. Yeah, and he, the thing, too, is uh, he she goes off. I, was, I am Daenerys Storm. I was waiting to get you two together names, on this right? naked Daenerys show. And he basically says the same thing to her that, that that fat fuck said in Karth when he was standing at the top of the stairs looking down at her mm-hmm. and said, I'll give a shit. I'll give a shit who, like, you're, you're the queen of what? You're the queen of nothing. I don't see an army. I don't see a, a society anywhere. You're a, a scared little girl about to get fucked in Thank you, Lauren, for joining everybody us. Everybody in my Kalasar, shut the fuck up. And he should have ripped her dress off, smacked her in the mouth for saying anything in the first place. <laughs> she wouldn't have been able to get a freaking word out. Yeah, she's Thank pretty, you, but she'll still be pretty when she's crying and bleeding from the lip, too. Oh, he I'm hints- sure. I'm sure that's what he's thinking. Joe, sorry to interrupt. All the other is thinking. <laughs> Keith Hinton asked the important question that I forgot. Do the curtains match the carpet? We forgot, forgot that. I wonder if she has white hair on her pussy as well as what he says. Have you ever fucked a girl with white hair? Not since your grandma. Not there's since a little foreshadow in there about yeah. the white-haired pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> some funny stuff. Ultimately, the scene leads up. We kind of just already talked around this. It leads up to the point where she's about to get her clothes ripped off and raped by the new Carl and he's she, th- she throws the Drogo card. She has it in her back pocket the whole time. At first, she tries getting all rage-filled Targaryen on his ass and he's not buying any of that shit. So finally, she throws the Drago card and she goes, yeah, Blah, blah, blah. And what what bothers me, not bothers me, but Daenerys is a character. No, no, she's stupid. I would think that Daenerys would be smart enough to realize that by saying that to them, yeah, she's not going to get raped, but they're just going to drag her to Vazdothrak and make her sit with the crones. Like, she should know that already. Um, and I think, I mean, maybe it's the lesser of the two problems. Obviously, that's better than getting railed by a bunch of Dothraki. Uh, but... I mean, ultimately, I think that, I don't know, she was maybe in a no-win position. Maybe I'm being hard on Daenerys here. Maybe I'm being just being hard on Daenerys. So she ultimately does that, and they tell her that no one's going to hurt her, no one's going to touch her, because that's not what happens. You're going to go to Vastarathrak and have to sit around with the rest of the crones that we met in season one. So I think that's enough of Daenerys. We're going to get more into Daenerys as the weeks come. Like Carl's uh, calls uh, his line, you know, I, I even if I were a blind man, just by hearing my wife say to kill you now, yeah. I know you're pretty. Oh. And I am glad I'm not blind. Carmine, this one's for you. A comment says episode two is gonna be a full Sam and Gilly episode. It's confirmed. Aww. How do you, how do you feel about that, Carmine? <laughs> oh gosh. Someone that's I think Car you just killed Carmine caller uh, chat, chat chatter. Way to go. It's uh, we got we got through almost the whole show and uh I would love a full Sam and Gilly episode. Fuck you, Sam. Joe. Fuck I don't you. like Gilly. 
I'm not you a big like, Gilly fan. No, you like Sam's. book Sam when Sam is fucking relevant, not like Sam and Gilly's love relationship type of bullshit. True. I've That's heard true. you've said you've quoted to say that they've screwed up yes. screwed up Sam for you in the show, right? Yes. If 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 you want to get into it. Okay. So yes. okay, so our next scene that we get into is blind Aria sitting there in the street begging. Some dude gives her a coin. Then we hear the waif talking to her. Are you listening, blind girl? Do you hear them talking? Do you hear any of them talking to you? No, it's so sad. Stand and fight, blind girl. I can't see you. Well that's your fucking problem, not mine. And she beats the shit out of Aria and goes, see you tomorrow. Then she punches her time yeah. clock. So I guess my question to everybody about this is, do you think how do you think this is basically going to be our Aria story all season? Will we see Aria possibly doing more this season? Will she leave Bravos this season? I'll go to Joe and Katie first and then over to Carmine. Will Aria leave Bravos this season? I really hope she does. I hope this is in it. I hope this goes on maybe a few episodes up to episode five. We get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and like Mm. I, I hope they don't make it all as cheesy as they do the sand snakes i i still yeah. i liked this this was okay it's good um, now but do you I hope they don't draw it out i really hope they don't draw do you it feel out. like it could get aria has the passion and the desire to kick this girl's ass real quick yeah, yeah. And, and that's coming uh carmine what do you what did you think of the aria scenes and where would you like to see aria go this season uh i i don't really have much to say about the aria stuff nothing no, really major is going on. But what I, I I think by the end of the story, by the end of the story, by the end of the season, Arya will pretty pretty much be a a good fighter because she has to do things blind. But at the same time, I also think Arya will awaken her warg powers. Yeah, I hope so. Because Arya is a Stark. She can be a warg, and um, there are animals around Bravos, namely cats, and she could probably warg into a cat and and see who's coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And uh, she can, she's going to go straight daredevil, people in the chat say, Aria will be uh, in yeah, Westeros. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of daredevil too much, but <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I would I be okay with that. Thing. I think she's Good stuff, become... good stuff. A couple of people say the waif is hot. Ren says, I hope she kills that slag and then leaves Bravo, says Ren. Uh, Aria going full daredevil. <laughs> Aria goes full daredevil. You mean act like shit? Waifs need some serious sodomy, Dunter, says Heath hinted. <laughs> Fucking Heath. Uh, people want to know, Carmine, where are you from? Uh, Carmine, where the fuck are you from? Well, I'll put it. I'll put it this way. Um, I'm from the city that Daredevil protects. No, no, no lie. Yeah. So. And uh, Carmine, show your fucking face. That's what people want. Show your face, Carmine. I like my anonymity, like grade A under A. So uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe another point. So yeah, that, they're your answers to those questions, chat. So let's continue. <laughs> let's continue. So yeah, see your ass tomorrow. Beats your ass today. I'll beat your ass tomorrow. So okay, back at the wall. Here's our sort of end scene here, our final scene of the episode. Uh, and I'm g- we'll get through this final scene, and then I'll open up the phones for a little while before we for a few, couple more calls before we call it an evening huge thanks to Carmine for joining us for all evening uh, yeah, fucking trooper Carmine jo- joining us for all night we really appreciate it uh, ba- yeah. so back at the wall uh, and I'm so glad that you and Joe uh, f- I'm so glad you Katie were able to join us tonight Joe yeah, yeah I'm glad you no I'm so Very glad b- both you guys were able to get in here tonight I was you, you know what my problem was and I don't know why neither Mike was coming up for this reason but uh the main mix button was pressed, but yeah. the, I don't understand why yeah, that too, would fuck with the, the too, too much inside baseball. We'll talk about that after the show, Joe. Back at the wall, uh, Thorne is uh, banging on the door. Uh, this was a really awesome interaction between Thorne and mm-hmm. Davos. This We want to talk about favorite points in the episode. I loved this part. I love this part. This got me super excited. This was the part where I started to get <laughs> getting my fucking super excitement type thing going on. Oh my God, I'm so excited. 
Uh, back at the wall, Thorne's banging on the door. Ghost is pissed. Sir Davos is like, we have no cause to fight. Or he, Tavo, uh, Thorne says to him, we have no cause to fight. We're both anointed knights. And then I love Davos. Davos turns to him. Oh, hear that, lads? We got nothing to fear here. We're okay. And Thorne goes, I grant you uh, amnesty to all brothers who... Throw down their arms before nightfall. And you, Sir Davos, I will allow you to travel south as a free man. Out And, and Davos goes, and do I get some mutton? Yeah, I like mutton. Mutton's good. And the look on Thorne's face, great play by the actor. The, the moment that the actor takes this moment, he just gives this look like, what did you say? What did you say? My yeah, question, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have some mutton. My question to you guys, and we get into this. Davos is like, I'm not a, uh, we'll discuss it amongst ourselves and get back to you. And Thorne, <laughs> Thorne kind of laughs. And then he goes, boys, I've been running from men like this my whole life. And my learned opinion, if we open that door, they all slaughter us. Do you, yeah. do all three of you guys agree with that? Do, do, if they open that door, does Thorne just kill all of them anyway? Absolutely. Carmine, do you think that Thorne kills them no matter what? Oh, oh, God, yeah. he's not letting Davos escape. Yeah, he's not letting anybody escape. So you can take that fucking red bitch with you if you want to take the red bitch with you. Now, boys, I've been running for men like this my whole life. My learned opinion. If we open that door, they all slaughter us. They want to come in, they're going to come in. I, but we don't need to make it easy for them. Ed is our only chance. And then I love this line. I even know it's it's just, I think this was a bit of a fan service not line because Ed's so because Ed is a popular character. It's a fat, sad fucking statement if Dolores Ed is our only chance. There's always the red woman. What? One redhead against uh, all these armed men? You, yeah, you haven't seen the shit that I've seen. seen some shit. Which, and now oh, we know goodness. why that baby came out all Yikes. fucking smoke. So let's get into yeah. this. And let's get into That's this final good. thing. So as we see Mel alone in her room, she's looking at her table, and she gets up. She walks to the mirror. She looks in it. She takes her clothes off. shows us some titties. Uh, she looks in the mirror. She takes off the rest. Uh, and this was the thing. You people were asking, uh, did I get turned on? When she, Not when she shows the titties, but when she – there's something about the television thing when a woman steps out of like the whole clothes and you see the ass come out uh, i was just like ah melisandre so hot body. yeah I, I was just like melisandre you're yeah. so hot she shows she shows she the breast nice form she takes the look it's very sad she takes the neck piece out they do some interesting editing cutting and she looks back and suddenly we're at the end of the fucking titanic and it's she's fucking an old woman and it looks fucking sick and crazy she almost looks like a white walker she's so fucking old hey 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 I think this old woman was beautiful, and God bless her for getting up there and doing that shit. shit Way yeah. to go. So, and th and that's what we happened. So, by this, and I'm going to bring this to Joe and Katie and then bring it over to Carmine first, but ultimately, does this yeah, mean geez. that the rumor, and I'm blanking on the name of this this theory, but the theory that Melisandre is possibly Blood Raven's sister or 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 daughters there's some I shit have like never fucking heard that before what the fuck is that let one? me try to find it while i'm talking so but what did you guys think of this melisandre scene carmine you first buddy um <laughs> i didn't i don't think i don't think uh, to joe i don't think uh that was an actual old woman i think that was an old woman's suit Maybe? yeah i think mel was either wearing the old way. woman's suit. maybe a little of both either way <laughs> uh, i thought it was i thought it was pretty interesting like i said i i do hope that they authentic. They, they explain... body My body looks like that. Yeah, like, I, I hope they explain why in season four, episode seven, she was taking a shower and, you know, she she didn't have the necklace on. I, I hope they explain, like, is it immortality? Oh. Is it eternal youth? What the hell is that? It's or uh, There was also a potion on the table, too, yeah. that they she put the necklace down next to. So maybe it's a combination of both or 
maybe she can she can keep the form for a certain time after taking the necklace off, but can choose not to. Well, I mean, magic. It's somewhat yeah. magic, somewhat. Sorry, I'm looking. For, I'm looking for that. Looking for that. Did she theory. not have? Did she not have the necklace on when she was showering that time? She she didn't. Uh, ever, uh, Carmen was talking about that earlier. She absolutely yeah. did not she, have. She it. did not have it on. And what what one of my uh, commenters said was how um she had it in when her Selyse ass. sees her in in the bath, she doesn't she doesn't see an old woman. She sees a young woman. Maybe because Celise is so devoted to the Lord of Light that the Lord of Light clouds her vision, and you know yeah. because she's so devoted and. That's probably it. it. Makes more sense than you know what we got. Just regular old deep denial can do that for a person. <laughs> Very Pretty much. They want to see. Very true, Katie. Uh, so so it was using some sort of glamour effect in defense of the leaked pictures. Here it is. I found it. Um. So Dorona. Sorry, sorry guys. Uh, I am. So I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed that scene for the most part. I feel like it definitely gives some more perspective on Melisandre and her glamour powers and that sort of thing. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with that after the fact. Whether what relevance it has. Does she use yeah. some of that ability somehow to bring back Jon Snow? Does she start? Does it have anything to do with bringing back Jon Snow? Let's uh, jump to the caller while I look through my notes. Welcome, caller. What's going on? Hey, uh, um, sorry, I feel like I've called so many times. <laughs> no, don't worry about um, it. It's all about it. I just wanted to say, uh, well, I've got two questions, basically. What do you think about the title of the episode? Like, calling it The Red Woman, I felt like that would have more of an implication. Like, mm-hmm. there'd be, like, you'd be able to see the Red Woman in the East, in Marine. And I just felt like mm. Melisandre didn't do much for the episode title to be related to the Red Woman. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. sorry, my second question was mainly just about um, at the end in the little teaser for the next episode, you see um, Cersei kind of battling off with Tommen's men. And what do you think would be happening with Cersei versus Tommen? Sorry. No, no, <laughs> no. Don't, the show and everything. Oh, no, don't be great, sorry. Great, great, great points. Joe? I think what I saw in that last episode, in that last scene, I thought what I was watching was when she took that necklace off. Okay, first off, <coughs> all the shit she saw, she she's definitely not only like handing out the Kool-Aid, she is also a client, right? So I think that when Stannis dies and then her other vision of I saw John fighting at Winterfell, uh, and then she's sitting in front of the fire at the, in that last scene and she looks very depressed and really thinking hard and we see her get up and she takes the necklace. She's looking in the mirror now, hard look at herself. And then she takes off the necklace One second, and puts car. it down next to a vial. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, what's in that vial? And then she takes mm-hmm. another even longer hard look at herself in her old woman form and then climbs into bed to sleep. And I thought, did she just kill herself? Oh, see, I didn't say she give. Did she give up? Did she say I'm done? I was wrong about everything. I don't I don't think that that's what they did, Joe, but I I see where maybe you're going with there. I think it was just more of a wink and nod to the camera sort of thing to let us know uh, that she has those kind of abilities to kind of bring glamour in the glamour magic into the show. Well, to show us that, you know, you haven't seen her do what. I've seen her do that. She's obviously magic. She's obviously got 
some ability. But someone says someone you know. says in the chat, Najo. Let's take a couple more calls, and then we're going to call it an evening. Welcome to the show, caller. What's going on? Hello. Um, so I have a question about prophecies, basically. So mm-hmm. prophecies are whole, fucking like, shit. Kind of, yeah. All so in the whole true. kind of oh, hello. Hi, you're still there. Yep. Yeah. Um, in the whole kind of like Game of Thrones series, like there's there's been prophecies and there's been prophecies that have been fulfilled, like Maggie Maggie the Frog with um Cersei's children and what 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 should we call it? But um, there's been pro- prophecies that haven't been fulfilled as well. Um, and basically, I'm I'm saying with the Zorar High, do you think that is a prophecy that will be fulfilled, or do you think that is a kind of a a figment of the kind of imagination uh let's go let's go to carmine for this what do you what do you think about that carmine will the azor high prophecy come true in a sense i mean the way you, the way you look at it the azor high prophecy probably is is already almost completed i mean the azor high prophecy is how a savior will come a born of salt uh of smoke or something like that salt and smoke um, yeah. yeah danny was was reborn at the end of uh, season one like that yeah. so and uh, Azor High will defeat the others with his sword of fire. I mean, you could you could rearrange that to where her sword of fire, her weapon of fire, is her dragons. They, in a sense, they move like her weapon. Yeah, they, she uses it like a, like a weapon. I like so it. I like it. In yeah. a sense, the the prophecy is almost, almost half completed. You know, very good, very good answer, Carmine. Welcome to the show, Heath Hinton. Hey guys, uh, just a couple of quick questions. I was thinking about the whole. Uh, Braun deal, and isn't Braun where they gave him lands and that ugly little chick <laughs> in that down south of King's Landing? So wouldn't they have been? They would have passed it, so maybe they dropped him off. Good, good question. They oh, might have dropped him off on route. I know Jamie said he was going to try to get him a slightly less ugly girl at some point in time. Uh, Stokeworth, I think it was called something like that, right? Something. Yeah. So, yes, yes, it's, it was Stokeworth. He, uh, Jamie said, "If you come with me, I'll get you a much better bride and a much better castle." Much better castle. Uh, welcome, <laughs> SM. What's going on, buddy? Uh, the Azora High prophecy to me is uh, I've always thought the Azora High and the three heads of the dragon were the same prophecy because I believe hmm. that Jon Snow is one of the heads of the dragon along with Danny and Tyrion. Mm-hmm. And because if you really look at it, if Jon Snow gets resurrected right now, he also just has just as much claim to that Azor High prophecy as Danny would, like, uh, like by all the shit that he's done. And like you could, you could, uh, ar- and I would argue that Jon Snow might have more control over uh, the dragon that he's supposed to take control of, because I think he's gonna warg his dragon to take control of it. I don't think Danny has control of the dragons. I think Tyrion or Jon Snow will get control of them. Tyrion by, like, being smart enough to train them somehow, and Jon Snow by warging his. Very good very good call, buddy. And yeah, uh, She doesn't have control of those dragons. They have a bond with her. Yeah, Two of them are locked but, up. But, uh, yeah, dark. set the dragons free. Set him, mom. set him free, Terry. I know, Katie. Horrible mom. Welcome to the show, caller. A couple more calls. What's going on, buddy? Hi, it's Carson again. Uh, I was wondering if you thought anything about uh, the fact that both Thoros and Melisandre uh, lost faith in the Red God is might be a prerequisite to being able to resurrect hmm. people. 
Very inter- interesting. Uh, and I, I think I think that is a good parallel, at least. If anything, at least it uh, if it's nothing, at least it's an interesting parallel that they set up there uh, mm-hmm. where Melisandre's starting to doubt herself to a certain extent. But it, it's going to be interesting to get inside Melisandre's head a little bit in the next episode, especially after what we have seen and see her explore her thoughts a little bit more. Uh, welcome, KLC. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? Hey, I just got a few quick questions. So you all agree that this is definitely one of the best shows on television, right? Yeah, per- personally, yeah, I feel that way. All right. Well, I'm glad we can agree that Fear <laughs> the Walking Dead is one of the greatest shows ever, but I'm just a little bit confused. You guys whoa, 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 whoa. What did you say? Hey, 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 wait, whoa. It sounds way different from the episode I watched. Today. What are you, What are you talking about? Are you talking about Baywatch with zombies? What, what's, go, what's going on here? Do you know what I got to say to that? I got to say. I, mean, I, I heard you I heard you say White Walkers a few times. I mean, there's walkers in the show, but all this, like, fantasy stuff, you watching. Shut the fuck no. up, Casey. We're blowing KLC up right now. Shut the fuck up, KLC. Shut the fuck up, Joe. I mean, KLC. <laughs> Welcome to the show, caller. What's going on? <laughs> Great call, KLC. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, so on, on that note about uh, John and Tyrion and, and them being able to control their dragons, what that brought to mind was, and, and this is something that... Um, I read a lot in the gap between the seasons, but people start talking about how Daenerys um, may end up getting the whole uh, Targaryen thing of going crazy. And I'm wondering, as she sees Jon and Tyrion take control of their own dragons be, and being in charge of that power, and she can barely get hers to do what she wants, is that what finally makes her snap? And then she goes off and starts setting fire to everything. Mm, yeah, very. That's a, that's a very good question. Very. That's that's an interesting. Point. Good I like point. It. So I guess yeah. I guess this is a good point. Great to take Rose. all of your calls tonight. Uh, any final thoughts, Karma? You have any final thoughts on this episode? I know your video is coming out later in the week, so uh, you want to save some stuff for that video. But any final no, thoughts? Say, on this episode? No, I, I thought the episode was was uh, was pretty good. It was pretty much just a, a setup episode. We, we didn't yeah. really get a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things going on. Yeah. And like, like you said, it was really short. I, I honestly wish they would stop bullshitting us and give us an episode, a first episode that's yeah. at least one hour and 30 minutes to just to set up everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. And I, I feel like so many shows, even on regular television, whether it be FX or something like that, are so much uh, that they'll give you those hour and a half episodes. But but Game of Thrones, why can't you give us but it's more? It's almost always a finale episode, too. They oh. never do it on like it's almost never like the first episode will be. Yeah. Like, I think Sons of Anarchy has. But like, yeah, Sons did a lot. Part, none of them do it that way. Special mm-hmm. one and a half hour premiere, two hour premiere. Yeah. Occasionally. Nice. But it's always Joe, any, anything like, else so you want to? Anything else you guys want to hit up on this episode before we call it an evening? <sighs> no, I think I think that's that's the that's the I loved it. I, I loved it. I want more. I don't want to wait another week. Uh, I can't believe there's only nine episodes left. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's fucking it's, bullshit. Yeah, as Miss Louise in the chat says, guys, they only have 13 hours left. <laughs> so just be quiet. Uh, oh my goodness. Everyone in the chat. Yeah, like, there's 13 more episodes up. after this. Uh, season, after right? this, yes. Yes. Uh, not, t- what is it? 31 more episodes. No, no, no. They have uh, 13 more episodes after season six. Right. And what so, they could do is stop killing off people, give them, give them more shit to do, or they could right. give us a four hour movie. To end season eight. Uh, that wouldn't be bad as long as they showed on HBO first. Having actually been one, that, I don't know if you got a chance, Carmine, uh, to see it in the theater when they showed uh, the last few no, episodes. Fuck that. I don't. Oh, like, that I, I like Game of Thrones. 
Uh, I like watching Game of Thrones alone in a dark room. <laughs> no, I hear you. <laughs> With no one else around. No one else around. But everybody, we'd like to say a huge thank you to all yours. Huge thank you to you, Carmine, for joining us uh, this yeah, evening. Of you. Thank you to have. And make sure everyone, if you haven't already, to please subscribe to Red Team Review and check out Carmine's no, videos. Stop it! Don't do that. Please do. No, I, I know you don't do want it. any more no, subscribers, no, no. Do, do. but please, please subscribe we to Carmine. Carmine. Carmine will be joining us a couple of times throughout the season as his availability happens, but he'll be jumping in here and there throughout the season and uh, always coming around to say hello so huge thank you to Carmine for joining us tonight cannot say enough thanks to him for all the support he's given our channel as we're very small uh, someone like him his channel and uh, Devin as well I know a couple of you guys came from Devin's channel tonight too uh, huge thank you to everybody that's helped us Tony as well uh, that helps promote the channel it's really been a huge awesome really awesome to have you guys I know still over 500 people in the chat right now so huge thank you to everybody uh, if you haven't already, please like this video. Please hit the subscribe button. Thank you to everyone in our chat, all our friends. I'm sorry if I didn't get a chance to get to your comment or your point in the question. Point in the chat. If you have a specific question you want us to ask, we will be doing a midweek uh, Q&A kind of video where we'll get to some of the questions. You can email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail, 781-990-8509, or just leave a comment in this video whenever you're watching it, and I will make sure I try to get to those comments. We'll probably take, uh, but probably go on for like an hour and take like an hour worth of questions or something like that, and I'm going to probably do that this week with Joe and Katie, and then some other weeks try to bring you guys some other Game of Thrones YouTube people or some of my other friends that are fans of Game of Thrones to answer some of those questions so huge thanks carmine again thank you for joining us this week buddy really appreciate it my pleasure man <laughs> make sure you check out carmine's review this week and uh everybody have a good night we will talk to you next time peace love and happiness good night <laughs> lots of hippie stuff going have a good night everybody game of thrones is fucking back yes Huge thank you. Thank you, Keisha. Thank you, Ivy. Thank you, Vlad. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Steven. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Timo. Thank you, other Sam. Thank you, uh, Miss Louise. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, uh, Tebow. Oh, yeah. I love being able to play this song. Honestly, it's just I'm playing my own music that I've recorded, so I don't have to pay copyright stuff, so it's easy just to play my own music, but I appreciate that you guys like it. Thank you. Bye, KLC Craft Mama. All of my friends. Make sure you join the Friends of Phil group on Google Communities and join the Discord chat server to keep the discussion going. Huge thank you to everyone that joined us tonight. Chicken,